It's Nualah, and welcome back to the most rage-inducing thing on the internet since the Harlem Shake. Talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, and until writing this intro, I didn't know there were quite so many internet phenomena as there are. And to be totally honest, I kind of wish I still didn't. And here with me is a man destined to be immortalised in one of these phenomena, whether he wants it or not, and probably for something that will bring shame upon him, his house, and seven generations of his offspring. Reggie, the original planker. The original plank, the original plank, mate. <laughs> I went for plank over because it's plank, or you know, but you had a W. And <laughs> yeah. See, I had I had an idea with okay. the intro uh, that of what I was going to do, and I was like, yeah, I'll find something really that really pissed people off. I was like, I'll oh, just Google some, you know, internet shit that really pissed people off over the yeah. years, and I ended up on a Wikipedia article last night. Um, reading through internet phenomena, which is now a legitimate category of thing, Hmm. um, of which the Harlem Shake is obviously one. That was the most annoying one I got to in the 53 that I read through. Um, (laughs) And I wasn't even, I wasn't even a fifth of the way down the Wikipedia page. They had, there's so many, they had to subdivide it into like a dozen different subcategories. I'm not a denizen of the internet like you. I don't really remember what this what this one was. Was this the one where they all did the videos where they were all... Yeah, oh, okay. where they were all like, they would all be sat there or stood there not doing nothing and then there would be the drop in the song yeah. and they would all be doing stupid dance moves with costumes and other bullshit. It was reels slash whatever they are on all the other social medias <clears> like <throat> before they existed, right? Like Yeah, basically this was this was the this was the viral 30 second videos, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And that, yeah, that was as far as I could get. And I was like, I'm going to spend all fucking night sat here reading this and I don't have time to do that. What brings a person to be like, oh, everyone else is doing that. I better do it. Because there's, no yeah, there's no part of my mentality that, that, that functions in that way. <laughs> my mentality is like, everyone else is doing it. I'll just go and do whatever I want to do. It's because you're like a, a useless Yoda. You're just a fucking, you're this little autistic hermit who just hides in a bog somewhere. But you don't teach people cool Jedi mind tricks when they come to you and take them to magical caves. You just yell abuse at them and go back to wanking. I mean, it's true. I know. <laughs> I like. I am many things. A liar is not one of them. No, you're terrible at it. Yeah. Um, but I like to think that in uh, 188 previous episodes of this podcast, <laughs> I've dropped enough gems about how to podcast and how to deal with mental health that it kind of counts. Um, if I, I mean, come out of my bog for two hours a week. <laughs> You're like a very specific Jedi master. Like, can you teach me to levitate shit with my mind? No. Can you teach me to keep calm and in the face of, of, you know, having to fight my own father to the death? Also, no. Can you teach me how to use this wicked, sick laser sword? Not so much, no. What can you teach me? How to make a mediocre podcast (laughs) and take slightly better care of your mental health. (laughs) Listen, I'm not sat here claiming to be special in any way, but I do my bit. I am. I'm claiming you're very special. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do my bit, I like to think. I just don't think enough people pay attention to the pearls of wisdom we both drop on this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> otherwise other podcasts would be better <laughs> oh, we must be doing so right otherwise other podcasts wouldn't keep ripping us off uh, which from, yeah reminds me that rip off podcast have they released any episodes yet I don't know I don't follow them that closely <laughs> oh, okay I mean I can't even remember what you told me they were called I think what was it the Green Banana Cult podcast something like that something like that like 
What the fuck, man? Some, someone who, who has been following our social medias for years. Yeah. And then suddenly thinks, hey, right, I'm going to start this podcast. And what I'm going to do is it's going to be a cult podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the such and such a cult because that's like totally an original thing. No one else in, like literally in the same fucking hometown as me is doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I even had the audacity to hit you up for like <laughs> for uh, advice a couple advice. of years ago. Yeah. Advice on how to do it. Yeah. How do I rip off your podcast exactly? So. I'm waiting to see who he gets in is his little autistic Yoda. <laughs> oh, you know who it'll be. It'll be yeah. they were like the the wish.com version of us. <laughs> they were. I could see the way this conversation was going to play out. Yeah. Like I'm, but the thing is, I like I'm genuinely excited to listen to it. I really am. I think I'm probably you more. Definitely ex- need to get out more, mate. I'm more excited to listen to it than anybody that actually knows him in real life. <laughs> genuinely, I want to see what else, what what more of my ideas they've ripped off. What other ideas of yeah. ours they've stolen? You can hear it now, right? For the first episode, I've put together a rock and roll quiz. I'm going to read out the Oasis lyric and you're going to tell me the name of the song and the name of the album it's from. Right. <laughs> totally original. Or um, I miss the 90s. So I've decided we're going to do 90s year by year. We're going to look at the headlines, talk about my notable album releases and see what big, what the biggest selling album was that year. Where does this inspiration come to him from? No I, just, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's not getting the joke, go back and look at like the previous dozen episodes. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we did all that. Yeah, yeah that, all that came from my special autistic mind. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be re- reproduced by people that have no idea what they're are doing. We, are we doing like a sidemen here and manufacturing false beef so that, you know, we can have a war of words with another podcast? I'm not numbers. saying I've got beef. i just thrown it out there into the universe. You're just throwing some, some heavy shade. I'm just letting them know that I, that <laughs> I know that you sent me a screenshot. I noticed and I've not, I don't feel happy about it <laughs> ever since. <laughs> Jesus, I should really be more careful what I send you because I, I literally grabbed that screenshot and I was like, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll find this funny. I've sent it off to you. You've come back to me like literally weeks later. You've been stewing on, you've been sat on this like a fucking hen on an egg. Not been stewing, <laughs> but we have had- been stewing. Yeah. <laughs> we had other things to do. We, we we were deep in our Christmas content. We had a Christmas special that was already recorded at this point and due to come out. Then we took yep. a break. Then last week I was in Christmas break mode. Yeah. But this week <laughs> I felt like it was time to to just throw it out there. Let them know that you know we know they ripped us off. And uh, I should really I should have taken additional precautions because, ladies and gentlemen, um, he, he did send me a, a notification last night yeah. that uh, that there were going to be shots fired, and then he walked in to the room this morning and immediately goes, "Right, yeah, no more Christmas mode. I'm fucking yeah, the gloves are off. I'm I'm fired up. I'm ready to go." And I'm just like. Oh, I think I actually oh, said I'm ready to melt some faces. That, that was it. Yes, I'm ready to melt some faces. I was expecting some sick guitar riffs, and I'm wondering where he's, where his fucking melody maker was coming from, who was going to be dropping that off. But no, no, no. I just <laughs> at the end of the day, right? I don't. I like. I would be super supportive of anybody, especially in, from our hometown, that wants to start a podcast. I'd be supportive from doing anything creative because yeah. this this town is culturally devoid oh, these yeah. days. It's like us and Horror House, and that's about the only good things this, this town has. Like. One of them's not even local. No, well, half local, half not local. <sighs> but at the same time, like, if you're gonna do it, <laughs> come up with your own ideas. Come up with your own ideas, because yeah. you know, 
touching is a completely original 100% non-homaging podcast. <laughs> Listen, I'm not... As I said to you before we started, <laughs> I'm not claiming to be the most original person in the world, but I would draw the line at ripping off someone I know in real life. Yeah, we only rip off internet people. <laughs> Everyone knows they're not real. I rip off all the podcasts I love that come from America. <laughs> oh, right, that's fine then. I actually don't rip anyone off. I, I've gone out of my way to be like, can't do that. I've heard that before. Can't I don't do that. I've heard that before. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts, so I have no idea exactly. if I'm ripping someone off or not. Yeah, well, I, I kind of stopped listening to podcasts when we started, in, so I didn't rip anybody off <laughs> inadvertently. <laughs> I know there, there are times we've talked about things that I've heard on TESD, but I've made sure we came at it from a different angle. Yeah. Or I took something that they mentioned and then turned it into a bit. What I didn't do was <laughs> decide that, you know... Everybody that listens to Touch Jig is an ant in the anthill. Uh, I was trying to look up something then, but it didn't. The information that I was, I was seeking was not there. I was going to give out another shout out to another local podcast. Okay, uh, who we are doing uh, a collab with coming up. Oh, every other week. Not every other fucking. We're not local. Oh, they're um, from Eltham. Oh, Eltham. <laughs> Where the elves come from? Well. <laughs> <laughs> all the elves and all the gingers come I, I am, from. <laughs> I am going full Illidan on this episode. I am not prepared. You're talking about the BTS Creative That's Academy. That's BTS. I yeah. couldn't remember the, the, the acronym. And I'm like, CBS? No, there's a B, BCS? BSC? I'm like, what is it? Uh, BTS, yes. Yeah, I, I assume it stands for Behind the Scenes. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, behind the Scenes Creative Academy. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, and and uh, go, go check them out. My mate Tony's on one of their early episodes, and he's awesome. Yeah, but um, don't mention me because they only really want to talk to. They Rina. only really want to talk to me because, <laughs> well, let's face it, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> they don't want to talk about the creative force behind the podcast. They want to talk to oh, the, the face of the podcast. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, I'm saying he can argue that if you want. <sighs> <laughs> I send you uh, I send you quite a long list of ideas and projects that I wanted to do in 2024 and you come back to me 24 hours later with I got no smart ideas. I got no smart ideas. But here's a logo that I here's a here's a t-shirt logo I made <laughs> which I ripped off and then... Which I no, no, it wasn't a rip off. No, like I, I said, ripped it was... off. <laughs> I stole. Oh, yeah, you then you... stole and like blatted over the socials <laughs> before you could put it on the t-shirt. Before I could put it on the t-shirt. I still haven't put it on the t-shirt to be honest no, with you. But I do want that t-shirt, so you know. It's it's a pretty good yeah. idea, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a grand idea. Yeah. Look out for a new t-shirt coming <laughs> Uh, sometime maybe probably next month actually yeah. looking at my my workload this month it's not <laughs> going to happen because uh, there's my other podcast my yeah. star wars one which i announced would be coming back in january yeah we are already six days into january do you know how much progress i've made on it in january uh no but you got 20 something days to put one out i have i have but it did take me six months to put together the half an episode i've managed so far and that's only that's only the initial research. I haven't actually written the script properly, and I, I haven't recorded anything. Okay, if you want any help, and you know I'm here. Well, can you just do my research for me? <laughs> do you want that? Yeah. No, no, I do not. <laughs> and I definitely say. don't want you to write my script for me, because it would just be a single one run-on sentence that works for 25 minutes straight. No, I've learned where commas and full stops go a lot of the time. 
Have you? It's a shame you still don't use them. You know they, they don't sell them individually. They're included with the rest of the words. Oh, when was the last time you, you read anything I wrote aside from a text message? Well, I mean, Which I read your count. messages all the fucking time. Which don't, they don't count. That's just stream of conscious That's thought. That's just stream. <laughs> it's like I need to impart this to him. I just... I need to just mentally download yeah, this stuff. Before I forget. <laughs> so you dump it all into WhatsApp. Yeah. And I just give it a thumbs up reaction yeah. and then completely forget about it as I go about my day. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. is how our working relationship is. <laughs> I informed him that we're going to do something today that I, I told him about on New Year's Eve. Whilst I was drunk. And then, yeah. yeah. You were stone cold sober New Year's Eve. I was pissed as a fart. Yeah, at this point I was still sober. Um, Yeah, and he had no recollection of it. Nope, I no. don't remember that conversation taking part. In fact, I don't even remember us discussing the podcast at all New Year's Eve. Um. From your reaction right there. It was a good hour when I first turned up. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. To be fair, though, that was mostly me and Amy. Oh, that's okay. I was ignoring you two then. Yeah. <laughs> you were just sitting there drunk moaning about being bloated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway. Um, right. I've got, I've got a follow-up article on something we've already talked about. Oh, uh, infamous cursed painting continues to haunt new owner as venue suffers floods. I did wonder why this suddenly appear, a, appeared in your list of things to do in 2024. And I was like, well, why? We discussed this. We didn't do it. And now he's come back. He must really like this painting. Now I know why. Yeah, because uh, this was prep for last week. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on this for a couple of weeks now. Um, the creepy portrait of a little girl seems to see people there's a gem you prep a few weeks before get everything in line and then you know you're not rushing around panicking when it time, comes time to record it's all yeah it's, I don't do that <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about you decide <laughs> or just you know scroll back about two minutes when he was complaining about no 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 no, 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 no. This, this podcast I don't need to prep for no I've, I've had 40-odd years of prep for this podcast. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just turn up and be me. Which is all I ask of you. Good, because I ain't got fuck all else to give you, mate. Because <laughs> I couldn't do this podcast <laughs> with anybody else. It would be a completely different podcast. Oh, like God, I did it yeah. someone else. It'd be a much shorter, less enjoyable podcast. Oh, yeah, there'd be far less laughs, far less heinous jokes. Just, just two autistic people <laughs> autisming them at one another yeah. for like... 45 minutes straight until one of you well, until the social battery wears down on one of you and you have to stop coming in February me and Amy start a new podcast <laughs> oh god autism for the win <laughs> <laughs> follow us on our journey for getting diagnosed <laughs> and coming to terms with being autistic oh, in god. this in this don't, non-autistic world don't put this idea in her head because she absolutely would she would absolutely agree to do that and then she would be unbearable to live with in the weeks leading up to the recording she would do one and then never do another one yeah, I, know. <laughs> I um i think that i actually I'm, I'm getting recollections from new year's eve i think that's what made you just opt out of the conversation was that it started with us two talking autism for about half hour and then yep. merged into the podcast and you were gone by that since point. since since my fiance and my best friend have both decided we're autistic let's get diagnosed yeah that has dominated the conversation in my life i, I go to work now just to talk about something else yeah. <laughs> you're like oh thank 
God, neuro, <laughs> neurotypical people. I've been replying to Will's messages. It's that bad it's gotten. <laughs> I just need to talk about something else. <laughs> That's a lie. No fucker replies to Will. <laughs> no. I did watch some of the reels he sent me the other day. I realised I'd got up to like eight unread messages across oh. different platforms. And I was like, yeah, I should probably look at some of them. <laughs> some of the stuff he sends me is good. But it, it's just like, you know... Pearls before swine. I'm trying to filter it out. The good stuff from the other shite that you sent me. And I'm like, the fuck did I just waste 30 seconds of my life watching? What was that? Yeah. Do you ever get anything and you think, probably should have sent this to Reggie? Yes. Yeah, because I get stuff. I look at it and I think he <laughs> I did. think he just now sends it to both of yeah. us. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows one of us is going to is gonna watch it or mention yeah. it. <laughs> he might have to wait three weeks for the reaction, but he'll, he'll get he'll one. He'll get three weeks? <laughs> Jesus, he'll be lucky if he gets one from me in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to throw it out there. There's, day, there's times I have to wait days just for a thumbs up. Oh, God, yeah, no. Yeah. And that's discussing important stuff like this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and this, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is my best friend. Yeah. So if he, <laughs> he sometimes has to wait days just to get a thumbs up reaction on something that he posted. Yeah, the rest of you getting any response at all, you get yourself fucking lucky. Yeah, and uh, yeah. like you've just got to deal with it the way I deal with it. It's like I know him. This is this is him. <laughs> this is me. I, I I agree to be friends with this person for his good points and his bad points. <laughs> in sickness and in health. Yeah, and I've just got to deal with that. I've just got to learn to function <laughs> around that. This, and this I have. <laughs> this will persist until such time as I no longer have to do a regular job. Yeah. And, and can do creative bullshit like this because then I would actually have like the, the space in my brain to deal with this rather than like going, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Oh God, I've got a message. I've got to reply to that now as well. I'd just like to be very, very grateful and thankful to our mystery uh, benefactor who has in- increased the quality of audio on this podcast no end and if you want to be a- <laughs> <laughs> i wondered where you were going with this i was like that was a very sudden about face on the conversational front there it's just a build-up <laughs> it's the setup, setup. <laughs> so if you want to be a mystery benefactor and help the two of us focus way more on creative uh endeavors just dm me i'll send you the paypal it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name the microphones in honor of our mystery yeah? benefactor. Yeah, one of them's going to be called uh, Rabbit Hole, and the other one's going to be called Asimov. Sounds about, <laughs> sounds about right to me. <laughs> if you want to be a non-mystery benefactor, then, you know, give us even more money and tell us you don't yeah. want to be a mystery benefactor, and we'll shout you out. We'll give you an audio blowjob. <laughs> or audio head, <laughs> depending on your... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried that on these new microphones. I want to see what it sounds like. Just send us send us money and allow us to live our best lives, please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so. <laughs> because I really want to go to London. Oh, yes, right. The, the spooky painting. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. And investigate a painting. Uh, the creepy portrait of a little girl seems to be continuing to curse its new owner with apparently no sign of an end to the bad luck uh, caused by the artwork in sight. A haunted portrait that's said to have caused a string of spooky incidents is being blamed for more misery. The current owner of the creepy painting has revealed that his London premises have been flooded twice recently, something that had never happened before he bought the artwork. The cursed picture of a little girl was previously spotted in the window of a charity shop in East Sussex, alongside a warning that read, She's back, sold twice and returned twice. Are you brave enough? Which, to be fair, if you saw that, that would be the That's kind like of a red rag to a ball, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'd be going in there just throwing <laughs> money across the counter at them. <laughs> Look how fucking brave I am, bitch! Fucking Doris, <laughs> down there. hello, dear. Give me that fucking painting, you slag. <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone who bought it in August returned it to the Hastings Advice and Representation Centre shop after just one night. The next owner said she was chased by a ghostly black figure after she took it home. It eventually ended up in the hands of James Kingslingberry. That's not a real name. No. Uh, MD of the London Bridge Experience and he confirmed to the Daily Star recently that he'd been struck by the curse from the moment he picked up the painting. Mm. On the journey back I had problems with the car, the electrics were playing up, the radio wasn't working and my phone wasn't connecting he said. We took the painting out of the car, it was wrapped in paper and cardboard and there was a drop of water on the forehead Oh that's right, there was the picture of the the, the water drop like that appeared inside the wrapping Yeah, which was bizarre because Walter wouldn't just sit there on a car journey. Within a matter of days, we had reports from staff members that they could hear footsteps following them down the stairwell. That happened to me on one occasion, but we've had, we've also had mysterious noises downstairs. And now... And we all, mate. It's yeah. been Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is just Amy with the uh, e- <laughs> EMF trying to <laughs> contact spirits in the middle of the night. The dog farts in the night. Amy's yeah. rushing downstairs with the EMF. Is anybody there? <laughs> <laughs> and now the tourist venue has been flooded twice. We've had a couple of floods on the site between November and December. We came in one morning and the basement was just flooded. We've had small leaks in the past, but nothing on this scale. We're lucky that the building is quite robust, so the damage wasn't too bad, but it is a little bit unexpected. I know a cynic would say it's just a coincidence, but given the volume of things which keep happening, I do find myself questioning whether there's more to the painting than meets the eye. Uh, there have been a lot of odd things that have happened on site. You just can't put two and two together. It's really bizarre. Mm. Other weird things have included tellies, cameras and Wi-Fi at the London Bridge experience randomly switching off. When James took the portrait home, his father-in-law fell ill and his dishwasher and toaster blew up. And soon <laughs> after he bought the eerie painting, James went on his, on his holes with his wife and two kids and that trip was a bit of a disaster. I ended up hurting my shoulder badly we had problems on the ferry and with the hotel. It was a bit of a blighted holiday, to be honest, he said. Um, if the painting, if you had the painting and it ruined a holiday, made stuff blow up in your house and got a family member ill, would you keep it? I'd be cleansing the shit out of that motherfucker. Well, the second you got it. Well, maybe not after the second I got it, but I would be, I, I would be full on turning that, that painting into a lab rat. Okay, it yeah. would be it would be the subject of non-stop experimentation. There'd be a fucking live stream running twenty-four-seven. As soon as you said that, I was like, you'd have a camera pointing there, at it. Yeah, yeah, there would be a there would be a camera pointing at it. It would be running on a live stream twenty-four-seven. EMF I would meter be, set up next to it. EMF meters. I'd have fucking thermal imaging. I would go all in on this shit to to find out if it is actually that thing. And then if it continued causing problems, I might try and rehome it to somewhere like the Newkirks or or. Those uh, come with the couple up north. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about them. I can't. We talked about them, but uh, they've separated, and there's some. Yeah, perhaps not a good place to be sending. Yeah, uh, like haunted objects because that's only going to make things worse. Yeah. Um, if I couldn't be bothered to do that, then yeah, I'd I'd try cleansing it because I've never tried to cleanse a cursed object before, and that might be quite interesting. I just think like the the bead of water on the forehead in the car. Yeah, fair enough. The electric's going a bit crazy. Yeah, mm. fair enough. I could deal with that. But if somebody <laughs> I loved in my family got ill, stuff started exploding, <laughs> the holiday that I've obviously paid money for goes wrong, I would start yeah. thinking to you, myself. You start thinking like, maybe I should yeah. get rid of this or hand it over to someone who can deal with it. 
No. So Mr. Kinglingsbury McDonald Bottlingford the third. Yeah. Um if you do want to palm it off, by all means reach out to us. We're on all the socials. <laughs> Definitely gonna choose us. I mangled his name and you've just completely made one up. Hey. You know, mangling your name and, and making up a new name for him doesn't standard. make your dishwasher explode. It's standard touch of Okay, I'm sorry. not going to give your dad swine flu. Cool. Um, I mean, definitely not yours, him being dead and all. Um, <laughs> it's just the way you were like, oh, cool. And I'm thinking, you, you don't have a dad, motherfucker. <laughs> I was there when we put him in the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you repaid the favour. Yeah. We're making sure these bastards <laughs> are dead. And that is what you're not going to hear on the ripoff podcast. You're not going to hear... There aren't many <laughs> fucking podcasts would say that. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if Mr. Kings Lynn wants to give us uh, that painting, reach out to us on, t- on any of the socials. Yeah, absolutely. We would take it off your hands in a If you want to hand it over to a more respectable podcast, look up Synchronicities Project. Yep. Um, and we'll take it there as well. <laughs> yeah. But we'll do it in a slightly more sensible manner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no swearing. We'll pronounce your name correctly. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it all right. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. I've just got all uppity about... Oh, hang on. No, this is a conversation we have off mic. This is, is this, conversa- <laughs> this going to make us look bad? <laughs> Possibly. Okay, cool. Right, definitely no, don't have that on mic. No, 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 no. Because we didn't rip off someone's idea as such. We just took a term we heard many times in something and... Yeah, and yeah. it's not a term that they coined. It's no, it's, it's just it's a term. To- a term that's been around for for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're yeah, right. no, we we. It's all right. Phew. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, am I a hypocrite? Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, I know I am. But... I panic in his eyes, then people. <laughs> I was like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> my righteous fury may be a bit. <laughs> my righteous here. indignation is not quite so righteous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm a cunt. <laughs> Do you think they're going to record this podcast with on like you know sixties mics, tape, all that shit, just to no, keep it? No, he's got Mac. He's got <laughs> really. It's not very sixties on retro. Like, 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 like people, right? Okay, I've had I've had several people over the years um, because I never shut up about this podcast. Mm. I have had several people reach reach out to me. People I know, uh, people I know personally, people I only, I've only met briefly, reach out to me and ask for advice yeah. on how we do it. Um, Not one person has ever reached out and asked me. There's a reason for that. Uh, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they've, they've reached out and I go, okay, well, that's actually really simple. Because I know you can go online. I did it when we were looking at doing this. Yeah. And you, you could go, right, how do I do a podcast? Yes. And you get some people saying, oh, I just use a milk carton and my, my wife's like fucking tampons yeah. and it comes out great. Uh, and then you got other people go, oh, well, you need to invest at least £12,000 yeah. and have your own home studio. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> All of the information on because I I didn't necessarily look it up from a technical point of view, but I did dip my toe in the water and see <laughs> what kind of advice was out there for like uh, amateur podcasters mm. or beginning podcasters. And I'm oh my god, if you actually pay attention, there's so much conflicting information. Oh god, yeah. Everywhere you go, like I joined a couple of Facebook podcast podcast groups. Oh, they are the worst. And somebody will post like how do i monetize my podcast oh, and you, you read the comments everybody suggests something different yep <laughs> i was getting there was a couple of them that i was in and i was being constantly bombarded by um either 
admins or the owners yeah. of the groups going, hey, wondered if you'd want a consultation about this. Look, oh, here's, yeah. the, here's the case book, the case file on this other guy, and I helped him, and he's now getting eight bajillion listens per minute and has retired to a yacht off the Seychelles, uh, and I can do that for you. We have a 30-minute you know, initial consultation, and I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Well, what's the next steps? Uh, well, then we get into like the paid-for program, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, okay, mate fuck right off <laughs> uh, no one's ever reached out to me and said to me like you know how do you create content for your podcast what's some good ideas about your podcast or about starting a podcast mm. but many people have reached out and been like why do you make a podcast <laughs> why do you make a podcast <laughs> because rune is the only one that will sit in a room with me it's actually it's, it's not other people it's literally just me creating burner accounts just yeah. to say why do you do this <laughs> because otherwise you'd be depressed. Uh, yeah, I'd be very depressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, most of the people that have reached out to me are creative people themselves, so they know what they want to do. Yeah, They just don't know how to get from, I have this thing I want to talk about, to here is an episode of yeah. me. Talking about, so, And I've explained to them, yeah, we, use this, we were using a fucking £100 micro, USB microphone. I'm using free applications. Yeah. It's just running straight into... Uh, my PC being recorded there I move it to another one for editing yeah. and I upload it to this website which you know uh, there's so many free hosts these yeah. days and for most people the free hosts are fine because the limits they have on like yeah. length or number of episodes they're not interested in having you know like a 200 episode back catalogue with like nearly 500 hours of content they're going to be putting out 15 minute episodes and they're only really interested in the next episode yeah. sort of thing so it's per that it's, it's perfect for them uh, and I'm like, yeah, this is what we use. There's loads of others, blah, blah, blah. This is how I do the artwork. I'm very open with explaining yeah. how I do this because I'm quite impressed with what we put out. Snap. With using you know what we've had. Yeah, this is very, very DIY. Yeah, there the was investment no... in this was minuscule. I'll put it this way. When we first started this podcast, the first episode... I recorded using the mic on my laptop because we were in lockdown. And we, we did were it in, in lockdown Skype. and we were doing it by Skype, yeah. Once I enjoyed recording that very first episode, <laughs> I spent £120 of my last £150 I had in the entire world <laughs> right, yes. on a Blue Yeti <laughs> microphone. And as yet, aside from paying for the hosting yeah, monthly... That's about the only thing we pay for. That is the only thing I've ever paid for. Yeah. Everything else is just, what can we... How can we how do can this? We, <laughs> yeah. How can we do this as DIY as it's possible? It's very, it's very punk. Yeah. Our, our mindset for this is right. We need to do this thing. We've got, we've got things we want to say. We need yeah. to get this, this out there in front of as many people as possible. But we ain't got any fucking money because yeah. we spent it all on safety pins and ripped jeans. Yeah. So um, anti-fascism t-shirts, anti-fascism t-shirts, <laughs> and <laughs> pastel-coloured hoodies. Oh um, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says punk like pastel. Like a pastel hoodie. Um, so, yeah, we're just like, okay, well, how can we do this as cheap? All right, we have progressed since then. Oh, yeah, majorly. Um, mostly because... Yeah, because people liked what, what people we did. People like what we're doing and, and are willing to... <laughs> yeah, basically give us money and are willing to support us in what we're doing. Regardless of how weird I got and how many times I said no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, because fortunately they don't listen to you. No, <laughs> they just tell me to stop being a twat and take it. <laughs> Says, which is a lot like my sex life. Too. I was just going to say, I've spoken to your ex, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, bad like speaking to the current one. <laughs> yeah, I bet she hasn't blocked me. Yeah, I mean, we—that's something else we discovered on New Year's Eve. That she follows you, and you had no idea about it. Yeah, yeah. no, 
I get this periodically. I'll get yeah. like notifications come through. It's like, hey, all these people follow you. Do you want to follow back? Yeah. And most of the time, I just as soon as I see that email come in yeah. or whatever, I just delete it because I'm not interested. Yeah. Periodically, I'll go through it and I'll be like, huh, that person follows me. Yeah. I should probably follow them back because um, they're people like I've known forever and I didn't even realize they were on the yeah. platform. Or oh, they're, they're actual friends of mine, and then I'm just like, oh wait, so they've been listening. They don't, they don't interact. No, they don't. I, I didn't even know they're on the fucking platform, and yet they're they're following me and absorbing my content, and I'm just like, oh, I'll follow them back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was building up to before we went on a tangent again, which is another pearl of podcasting people. Like tangents are always good. Not always good. Not always good. 90% <laughs> of the time, tangents are good. They work for us on our irreverent podcast. Yeah. If you're imparting valuable, important information rather than just bollocks, tangents generally aren't good. You've got to stay on track, especially if you're doing one that's like 15 minutes done. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Then you've got to, you've got to stay on target. Listen to Rooney for your pearls of wisdom. But anyway, <sighs> I was going to say like nonstop, at least two, three times a week. I get hit up with people that are like, do you want to expand your podcast? No. Do you want us to get you more listeners? This is why I let him this? manage the Insta. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, nah. Nah, you're all right, mate. <laughs> because you're going to want paying. You're going to want me to do something for you. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't want your bots. No. no. I don't I don't need bot followers. No. I would rather have a dozen genuine followers yeah, snap. than 1,200 bots. Because... Yeah. Although 1,200 bots probably got useful because it gets bumped up the algorithm, so then we would possibly get more. No, I'm going down the dark. I'm taking a dark path. Like I said to you about the advert we made, I'd rather put an advert like that out into the world where if three of a 1,000 people listen to it, but those three people respond positively. genuine human beings. That's better than if 100 of the 1,000 respond to it, but 97% of them don't like it. Yeah. Once they actually come and check well, it I out. I don't know. I don't mind people coming in and not liking it, as long as they let us know. Because yeah. that is content. free content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and any engagement is good engagement. That's a pearl of wisdom for you. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is a pearl of wisdom. Um, do you think a professional in the paranormal world should have this painting, or at least try to cleanse it? Yes. Which was a question I came up with two weeks ago before you said, I would cleanse that painting. I would cleanse the yeah. shit out of that you painting. You think so, yeah? Uh, yeah, definitely. Something like that. It's it's like you wouldn't give. I was going to say you wouldn't give an assault rifle to a teenager. You would in Alabama. Yeah, America exists, so um, it's very hard to make a sensible point because America just goes out of its way to undermine it. <laughs> it just exists. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't give a stick of lit dynamite to uh, a child or someone who didn't. You know, Joe Bloggs on the street. You wouldn't just walk up to someone in Tesco. Here, you go. This is going to explode in thirty seconds. Not unless there was a mine for the gold, right? Yeah, but you're not going to find that in Tesco or no. East fucking Sussex. No. So um, <laughs> the Hastings Citizens Advice Centre is, you know, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't be selling uh, a stick of dynamite to someone. Yeah. So something like this is like, it's the same thing on the lesser scale. You, you wouldn't sell, you won't, you don't sell swords and knives and scissors to under 18s. No. Because they're not, they're not equipped, they're not able to deal with them properly and no. sensibly you don't sell alcohol you don't sell you wouldn't let a 12 year old drive a car no same with this you know you you have to give this you should be in the care of someone who knows what they're doing yeah and who can deal with that sort I of thing absolutely um, because otherwise yeah you're just going to have shit like this and people people uh, at the risk of sounding like a complete fucking nutbar people are going to suffer because it's in the wrong hands do you feel like like this guy mr king's lynn 
he's having he's having way more kind of bad experiences than we've read about the other two people having in the past mm. because either a he's had it longer or b he's putting it out there into the world and trying to profit from it i think it's the second one probably yeah, me too but less so because he's trying to profit from it, more because of the 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 backlash of that is that it's getting more attention. Yeah. And as we've said numerous times before, if you feed these things attention, that's largely what they want is to be recognized, is to be engaged with. You, you've he's stuck it out in a public gallery saying, this is haunted as shit. Look, everyone come and look at my haunted painting. Yeah. So that's effectively, you're, you're supercharging whatever it is about this painting that, that causes these things. Yeah. So it's got, it's gone from have running on a fucking watch battery to running on a fucking substation. So it can now do that. It can flood your building. It can yeah. cause your dad to get, I don't know, fucking bird flu or whatever. It's, yeah, it's being mistreated. Or it's being handled wrong. Not mistreated. It's being handled wrong. Okay, so what's the difference between this guy and the New Kirks and the Northern people who had their touring museum of the occult? And it's the paranormal. A, it's about how they handle them and how they themselves react to them. Greg and Dana are very respectful, right? They're very respectful. They're not intimidated by them. Yeah. They're not scared of them. Oh, so you think this, whatever is in this painting, has sensed vulnerability. It senses, yeah. And it's, it's feeding off of off of the fear oh, and okay. the, 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 the shock value of it. Yeah. You give it to someone like the Newkirks, like you know, a, a, a collector of these things, someone who handles these things on a day-to-day basis, and it becomes far more mundane. And, you know, the painting causes a leak. The painting gets punished. You know, it gets put in a box and put away somewhere. Yeah. and gets no attention, gets starved of attention. I guess it would be the same as, like, a child, right, or a puppy. Yeah. They can be coming at you like begging for attention. If you keep giving them attention, they they're gonna learn that they can get attention can get by attention doing A, B, or C. Yeah. But if you ignore them, then they'll go to someone else for attention or they'll just Yeah, their if behavior there's no one else change, there right? to give them that attention and you're saying no, yeah. you behave like that, I'm not gonna engage with you, then they learn, ah, right, okay, well that yeah. doesn't work. So they go about it a different way. So when are we going to make this guy's life worse by going to London, seeing the painting with an audio recorder? <laughs> that's that's, happening. It all of the that's happening this year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, I would we'll, love we'll to do it. We'll do it twice. So we can do it yeah. this podcast and synchronicities. We'll just record maximize the content. a shitload of content while, yeah. while, while we're there. We'll take the funny irreverent stuff, yeah. bring it here. We'll do a bunch of touchy content <laughs> and a bunch stuff of synchronicities yeah. content. It's two podcasts. <laughs> Done. But like genuinely, Bosh. I would love to do that. Oh yeah, and like I would also love to go to Hastings and do a uh, like an investigation where I had the battle. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'd love to go. To I would love to go to battle, battle sites. sites. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be incredible. Go there, like camp out overnight. Yeah, get some get some really spooky shit going down. Could you imagine if we like managed to contact someone that was actually in the battle? That would be that mind would be, blowing. That would be incredible. That would press all of my like paranormal loving buttons as well as all my history loving buttons. It would be You'd brilliant. just be laying there spaffing in the field. Yeah. <laughs> There's a ghost going, I verily, I thought of this battle, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> if we contact like, you know, I don't know, the uh what do they call the people, the squire of like uh, <laughs> William the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> Get some inside inside information that no Wouldn't one he knows. Be French though, Norman. So technically Viking, heritage wise, but yeah, 
probably born and raised in France. Yeah, I was going to say, they all spoke France. France yeah, spoke well, France. no, what happened was... Oh, here we go. I've opened, I've opened <laughs> the door, people. During, like, the late 9th, early 10th century, uh, the Vikings were raiding France constantly, but France wasn't a unified country. It was got to get that cheese. Yeah, it was, a, it was a selection of different chiefdoms. Yeah. And because they weren't one, <laughs> the, the individual chiefs found it really hard to protect themselves yep. from... Makes sense. Raiding Vikings, much like the British did for like a century before that. Yeah. Um, we took to paying them to go away, <laughs> as did the French, but that backfired on them. Um, eventually, though, one of the chiefs was just like, look, if you, to this guy Rollo, if you stop raiding us, we'll give you money, we'll give you land, and ex- in exchange, you protect us from the other... From the others. Vikings. Makes they sense. gave them a, like what was quite a small place, but over the over time that grew yeah now all of normandy is basically just like a viking heritage Hmm. well it was it was i don't know if it still is but everyone's a viking heritage these days yeah like i i often wonder (laughs) like this is one of them things that baffles me the most about britain for british and we're english and our culture (laughs) like the vikings were all part of this country for years William the Conqueror come, took over, got rid of all the Vikings, most of the British, yeah. and brought all of his French people over. Like, if you're European, you're European, motherfucker. Yep. We're all so fucking incestuous. The closest, <laughs> the closest you can get to being an actual proper British person is being a Celt. Yeah. Because they were like, they, 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 that, was, that was basically the whole of, of England yeah. was you know, the Pictish, the yeah. Celts. And then they were driven, obviously, to the outskirts when various people kept invading and taking over all the good land. Yeah, they were driven to Scotland. They got driven to Scotland and fucking Wales. Wales yeah. And it's like, so they are technically, you know, <laughs> yeah. the real British, British people, people. Yeah. And You've... they're not British anymore. No. So, all, I mean, all these fucking gammon-faced bastards. It's like, you're French, you're German, you're Danish. Yeah. <laughs> Norwegian, Swedish. Norwegian, <laughs> Swedish. The fucking, um, the, the, the royal family is German. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. The mental gymnastics they have to go through. Even our culture, though, is is so ingrained with European bits and bobs. Our our culture is just this mishmash. We did, on on physical and, like, cultural levels, we just went to countries and stole the stuff we liked. Yeah. Like... Magpies. What is, like, the national dish? Curry. <laughs> fucking curry. Where does curry come? I mean, proper curry, not the not the fucking bullshit that yeah. we make here. Proper curry comes from fucking India. Or Chinese takeaway. Chinese takeaway. <laughs> Pizza. Pizza. Burgers. Uh, fucking tea. Yeah. You can't get more quintessentially English than tea. Yeah. But the two countries that effectively developed tea as we know it is India and China. Put it this way, right? <laughs> the words, they, them, and their, yeah. are half Viking. Yeah. Because we had, uh, like the native Brits had certain words, the Vikings had certain words, but when you jam them words together, they make they, them, and there. <laughs> so, we've, I mean, if you look at our days of the week, our yep. months of the year, they're yeah, Roman. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> it just, the more you talk about it, the more it just, like, it baffles. It d- doesn't make sense. It's not, it, this culture they think that exists, of the, yeah. the, 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 the angry British white man. Yeah has only existed for the last 100 years 100 years yeah. at most yeah yeah up until then it was a constant mishmash of yeah. just stuff coming in and it's only where these people have gone well i don't like this because those above them have said you shouldn't like this this is dangerous to you yeah. and your way of life 
And it's like, no, no, it's not. But of course, they believe it. And I don't like this because it's dangerous to me. Uh, British people. It's everything this great in inverted commas countries was built on, right? Yeah, yeah. it's all stolen. Yeah. <laughs> like the fucking, uh, the, what are they? The, the, the Athens marbles or whatever they're mm. called. The government is refusing to give back. Yeah. It's like, give them back. Okay, we literally went over there, stole them, put them in a museum, and then said, hey, Greece, look what we've got. Do you want to come and have a look? It's like all the jewels in, in the, the Queen's crown and the King's yep. crown. Not one of them comes from Britain. It's like 90% of yeah. the of the, the, the museums in this country, yeah. like all the big ones, are populated with stuff literally stolen, stolen from other countries. The British Museum uh, is stuffed full of stuff stolen from Egypt. And it's like, we just went in there. We had guns that they didn't. Yeah. So we just basically were like, we're going to have that, 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 and that. All of your dead people belong to us. And it's just like, <laughs> um, and this is the culture this country is built on? Yeah. The original Brits are basically just Thanos version one. Well, really, the, the, the people really upholding British values are the scumbags going out on the rob every night. Yeah. Because that's all we fucking did, was we went out, we beat up anyone that got in our way and stole their shit. Yeah. So if you get mugged on the street, ladies and gentlemen, that, that is the culture that you deserved. Yeah. <laughs> that is the culture that you want to preserve. And as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, I don't think we could say it any better than that. No. So I prepared a game this week. Oh, Lord. Yes, you did. I invited the newest cultist, <laughs> my friend Amy, to come and play Would You Rather. And I have to point out that it's it is a different Amy, not my not Amy. Not your Amy, a different. Because Amy. I was really confused when someone said about like I yeah. spelt No, I do remember that. I remember yeah. you saying Because you said, Oh, why are we asking her? Why are we asking like, her? Not your Amy. I'm like, she's like right here and yeah. you was like, No, not your Amy. No, I do remember that. Yeah. Because I asked you months and months ago to help me come up with some good would you rather questions for for your Amy and I got a thumbs up and then no reply. So Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. I try not to ask her questions because her answers are terribly, terribly boring. Well, so I, well, I'd like to answer, but I'm autistic, you see. Yeah, yeah. that was my exact. Oh uh, well, let me, uh, let me. Rather than giving you an answer, let me send you this link to this sidemen video, which I feel answers the question. Like, this sidemen video is now and forty minutes long. Yes, and you have to watch all of it to yeah. really understand my feelings on. No, because the real pearl of wisdom is at like one hour thirty nine minutes, but that won't make sense <laughs> without the, the previous hour and thirty minutes. You can just enjoy the previous. I have to take this moment, actually, to shout out Amy. I actually thought what she did for the Christmas special, your Amy, was incredible. <laughs> like, her little scripts, all of her questions, the way she rigged it so you could win. It was oh! brilliant. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is sore. <laughs> I don't like losing. He doesn't. <laughs> I'm a bad, bad loser. You really are. <laughs> but there was no bullshit last minute fucking... Oh, yeah, whoever does this gets 100 points. No, she wouldn't let me. I kept no, trying. exactly, because that was bullshit last time, and I was fucking robbed. Although, what I will say is, Ash, if you're listening, you're not. You're not, but I'll clip this out and send it to you. <laughs> the final round should be worth enough points that any team can win. No, it shouldn't. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Otherwise, there are no stakes. There are stakes. It just means that the stakes are there from the start of the game, rather than just, like, putting down, like paedophilia for every answer for every round up until the very last question and then chucking a quart of gravy and winning that's not how this works is it not crap? no 
You're a terrible person and you should feel bad for thinking that. Anyway, let's get back to Amy from the Horror House podcast. Yes, that one. Um, which I suggest you all go and check out because it is funny and interesting. And if you're at all into true crime, you will enjoy it. Um, right. So we got... A bunch of questions. Ten questions. And then I've got a tiebreaker. Okay. Just in case we do what we did with Will, which is equal each other. All right. Of you, you keeping scores? I can keep score, yeah. Cool, okay. That saves me having to have my pad and my phone. <laughs> <coughs> okay, question one. This is a classic touchy question. This is I've a worded question. slightly different. But would you rather be best friends with Captain America or Batman? I think Batman. Given what little I know of, of the, the lady in question, I'm going to say Batman as well. Yeah, I think she's into Moody P. PTSD, PTSD yeah. yeah. Rather than like, you know, happy-go-lucky, wholesome, American wholesome pie. moral people. Yeah. Yeah. Like grows a sexy beard in, in the film we watched today. Oh, he does, yeah. He does. <laughs> he does. But yeah, <laughs> and Batman. He's new hair as well, I tell you. <laughs> right. I have the answer here. I think I would rather be best friends with Batman. Um, and I'm not going to get into the whole DC Marvel debate here because it's not about that. Um I just think Batman would quench my thirst for violence way better than Captain America would. Plus, our aesthetics match, you know, Batman's goth, um, he's got a utility belt, and he's rich. So he is ticking all of my boxes. It's a pretty solid reasoning there. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag gold digger. Oh, oh. It auto plays, apparently. Oh, who knew? Not me, clearly. Um, yeah. That's, One point yeah. each. One point each. That's not a bad um, start. Yeah, I was told in in no uncertain terms that we will have a falling out if I lose this. So <laughs> I'm I've happy. never even met the girl, so I don't care. <laughs> right, come on, right, question, question number two. Right, this is another classic question. The first time I asked this, the person freaked out on me. The second time I asked it, <laughs> I got way too much information. <laughs> so we're going to see how it goes the third time. Would you rather sit on a girl's face or have them sit on yours? I'm going with. So we're answering. We're we're, we're picking the answer we think she's going. She's pick. gone for. Yeah. Would she rather sit on a girl's face or have a girl sit on hers? I think she'd rather sit on a girl's face. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not going to win if I keep <laughs> choosing the same answers as you. But I do think that is the correct answer. Yeah. I think she would way more. Oh, I think she'd appreciate being the dominant way more than the submissive yeah yeah just like i'd much rather have my dick sucked than be sucking a dick <laughs> yeah but you're not that way inclined i could she have phrased is, that differently but no she is pansexual so it doesn't really matter it's more about would you want to be in control or not i uh, see i'm casserole uh sexual <laughs> casserole. i'm only interested in casserole dishes not pants <laughs> funny because i'm bottle sexual <laughs> and i only like the ones with the really i wondered twat. why you were sitting funny yeah. <laughs> i play the answer so i'm going to assume that we're doing the honorable thing here um and myself and said girl are in a swass on nerf situation um in which case i would much rather have a girl sat on my face because that way i'm laying down um, and that's going to be good for both of us because my knees aren't what they used to be. <laughs> okay, so we both got that one wrong. So my best friend and my new friend both have the same disability. 
Age, age is a terrible thing. I can't believe we both got that wrong. I'm. Uh, yeah, I crud. thought we were onto a sure thing. Me too. I really thought she'd rather be the one in control. Now, this next question is fucking difficult, so I'm not going to hold it against either of us if we don't get it right. Yeah, no, this is literally like yeah. finger in the wind. Yeah. Would you rather give up red wine or coffee? I'm going to go for coffee because you can drink coffee all day, every day, even when you're at work, yeah. when you're out doing whatever. Red wine's more or less, you know, for evenings, special occasions, times you can't, you don't. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you can't do it at work. Stop making such convincing arguments, otherwise we're all going to have the same answers all the way through. Yeah, I'm but choosing coffee. You're too, I'm going to go red wine. Okay. Because the red wine drinkers I've known are very fanatical about drinking their red wine. Yeah. And they were, I've, I've met people who oh, oh, I couldn't give up my red wine. I'd rather give up uh, fucking coffee. Life. <laughs> life. Red Breathing. wine is life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, they would rather give up. Wait, which did you say? I said coffee. You said no. You're, no. You're I saying they'd rather give up red wine well, and ha- to have coffee. Yeah, I'm saying they would rather give up coffee and have the red wine. Okay. All right, go. Very much like that you specified red wine here and not all wine. Um, I'll happily give up red wine when white wine and rose exists. Um, I think at this point, if I gave up coffee, I would probably just stop functioning. So, yeah, I'd give up red wine. Boom. Damn it. It's like I don't know this person at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help but notice that question four is basically a rehash of question two. Yeah, but... Not really. <laughs> He has no defence. He's just asked the same question twice because he's a dirtbag. No, because the question two is specific to women. This right. is not. This is specific to both genders. <laughs> Wait, both genders? All genders. <laughs> Sorry. Crap. Careful. I'm not really being the leftist touching post I should be. <laughs> no, we're, we're not doing well at the moment. No. Um, so the question is, would you rather... Would you rather give up giving head or receiving it? Now, I know for a fact, and I'm going to give you a little hint here, she loves both. Huh. So I've been told. So it's like I said to you before we started, I've given her questions that I don't actually know the answer to. I'm going to go with she'd rather give up giving it, but I'm not entirely sure I'm making the right choice here. Okay. Well, just to keep things interesting, yeah. I'm going to say she'd give up receiving it. Okay. Because, yeah, otherwise this gets a really boring quiz. Yeah. Okay, this one is definitely a bit more of a thinker. Um, okay, I think I'd probably give up receiving head because there are plenty of ways to make me come. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways. I'm not going to go into them, but trust me, there's many. Um but nothing gives you the same feeling of giving head to someone else. Anyone that says they don't enjoy it, as in giving, is just doing it wrong, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'd give up receiving it. Crap. Boom. <laughs> I thought she was far more selfish and far more about her own pleasure. She is a crap Satanist. Do you realise that we're we're like two apiece so far? <laughs> yeah, I'm, st- I'm watching my friendship go down. You're you in trouble. Right you are in trouble, sir. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, question five. Oh, this now, is a very podcast-specific question. Yeah, it, it allows me to shout out both her podcast and her Instagram in the same question, whilst posing the question <laughs> that I don't actually know the answer to. So the podcast is called Horror House, and her, you can find her on Instagram under Puggleborn. That's P-U-G-G-L-E-B-O-R-N. Don't ask me what it means, because I don't know. Don't know. But the question is, would you rather have 10,000 more followers on your Instagram or the same amount of weekly listeners on your podcast, Horror House. So what I'm saying is, mm. do you want your solo venture <laughs> to be <laughs> to be more beneficial, <laughs> or do you want your collaborative venture to be more... And I thought she was a good little Satanist, right? I thought she was all about herself. So I thought she would, you know, want to receive the head more yeah. than give it. But now you're questioning. And now that. I'm questioning just how good of a Satanist <laughs> she actually is. Because I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I'm going to be nice and give it a benefit of doubt and say, I think she wants more listeners on her podcast. I agree. I, I think different she reasons. Wants, I think she wants more love, respect and attention for her personality rather than what she does on Instagram. Yeah, no, that's basically what I was going to say. Yeah. Also, you're getting further and further away from that microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. I, I, I couldn't, in good conscience, go the other way. Yeah. So okay, play the answer. Okay, so I did take a little while to think about this one, and I don't think there's a universe where I can say that I want ten thousand more followers on Instagram without sounding like a selfish bitch. Um, so that influenced this decision. Also, you know, I'm okay with where I'm at on Instagram. Um, that's fine. So, I think I would rather have. 10,000 weekly listeners extra on Horror House. Um, also, Dom, if you're listening, I didn't want to choose that, so I hope you appreciate my commitment um, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we're right, although the correct answer was maybe not the one that was given. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, our, our answers aligned with what she answered, <laughs> even though... <laughs> even though we really know the truth. We, we, we can know read the between truth. the lines. Um, right. Due to this Instagram that she runs, uh, she gets a lot of unsolicited pictures of a sexual nature daily <laughs> in her DMs, so <laughs> I hear. But I know she has a crush, like big crush on two people. So I posed the question, would you rather wake up to a dick pic from Frank Carter or a pussy pic from Natasha Leon, who was, do you remember in American Pie? Do you remember Jessica? No. Oh, she was... I don't remember a conversation we had a little over a week and a half ago, mate. <laughs> okay, I don't. I definitely don't remember a teen flick I watched about 20 years yeah, ago. Let me find a picture so you know. Um, <laughs> I also don't know who Frank Carter is either. Do you not? He's, he was the singer in Gallows. He's now the singer in Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. You came to see him at Reading with me. I, mate, okay, if I was too drunk on New Year's Eve to remember a conversation we had, why in God's name do you think I would remember anything that happened at any Reading Festival? I was so obliterated all of them. I still don't know who you that is. You don't recognise her? No. How, how do you not recognise her? I find a picture of her in American Pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if that's a modern picture, mm. then she's about 25 years older than that now. Which, yeah. Vaguely recognise her. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I don't remember her character. 
Okay. I, like I said, I don't remember you don't much need about to know American her character. Pie. You just need to know what she looks like. Okay. So you can make it. I can't make judgment. any kind of informed decision. Do you not remember? We were at, we were at Reading. It was in one of the tents. He, he come off stage and ended up being passed around in the dinghy by the crowd. No. no? I have no recollection of this. I, you took me, you dragged me to see a lot of shit bands at Reading Festival. Fair enough. So this is probably just in one in one part of my brain, straight out the other to yeah. make room. For I'm going to go with Natasha because I think she's been crushing on Natasha longer. Plus, I think she gets more dick pics. Than yeah, anything nobody else. wants to receive a dick pic, no. especially an unsolicited one. I don't think women are, are, are the kind of like you know people that are just like quick unsolicited pussy. No, pick. no. Which, which is a crying shame. Yeah, I do it, have definitely. to say. Yeah, I, I do kind of wish I could log into the the one of the touching accounts and just have pussy pics. Yeah, me day too. in day out. Absolutely, that would be awesome. That would be great. However, yeah, no dick pic or pussy pic. I'm going pussy. Uh, I'm going pussy as well. Okay. Yeah, no one wants dick pics. No. Seriously, what is up with the unsolicited pics? Like, just stop sending them. Um, the dicks are just never ending. Um. But I do love both of these people equally. So it was a very, very tough decision. Um, So I'm doing it based on statistics. And the ratio of dicks to pussies in my inbox is completely out of whack. And based on that alone, I'm going to say I would rather receive a pic of Natasha Leone's pussy. Just because, you know, it would make a nice refreshing change just to see a puss. Boom. Not only did we both get the correct answer, our logic was... <laughs> our logic was solid, Absolutely, mate. yeah. We are all over this. By the way, people, I don't think she she means it. I think she loves every single dick pic she gets. <laughs> I'll keep sending them then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when she said they're never... You're kicking my, my mic stand this time. Sorry. When she said they're never ending. When she ending. said they're never ending, I was like, she's definitely been getting mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to take them in panoramic mode, mate. Mostly because I do that weird thing where like, you start panning the camera and then just walk along with it so it looks like it's really long. Yeah. I'd like to think if she got mate. an unsolicited dick pic from our best friend, she'd tell me, but I'm not, I'm <laughs> not 100% she, sure she would. When she sees it, it looks like fucking Nessie, mate. She's like, no, I'm keeping that shit. I'm downloading that. Like, no wonder Reggie loves him so much. <laughs> right, now this is an all-time... Oh, God, this classic. is the classic touchy question. The touchy question, which I think only Stacey has ever <coughs> answered correctly. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. There is no correct answer. Oh, there is definitely this a correct is a, this, answer. This is, a, this, is a pers- this is one of those things that they send you when you're applying for a job yeah. that the HR department sends you. It's like a Voigt-Kampf test, but for sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the question is, would you rather be angry, bitter, and miserable for the rest of your life or spend a year living as someone less fortunate than yourself, but gain enlightenment and lifelong happiness at the end of the year? <laughs> and there is a correct answer, regardless of what he says. I mean, there's a correct answer if you've got if you are an enlightened person. However, <laughs> <laughs> mostly we ask angry bitter people. Mostly we just find very angry people and ask them this question, and then they get angry that. Um, we don't Im- immediately and wholeheartedly agree with their answer. Yeah, I don't think she is an angry, miserly person. So I think she's going to go be less fortunate for a year and then 
She she's basically because I mean she's friends with you. Yeah. And you are basically the Yoda, as we said. You live in a bog. Uh, secluded from the world. So we've only been friends a few months. This is literally her year. <laughs> <laughs> this is her year yeah. of living, you know, as a less fortunate person. By by which I mean being your friend. I have the benefit of knowing that in real life she's a counsellor for a living, a very highly accredited counsellor as well. Oh, I thought you meant like she works for the local council. No, I was going to say I need to have a word about my fucking bins, mate. <laughs> the potholes, the potholes, <laughs> the street lights. Yeah. Fucking half off, half on, right? Listen, bitch, do something about it. Listen, bitch. <laughs> it's fucked up. No, she's an actual, like, counselor, counselor. Right, okay, life. that makes more sense. Yeah. Like, you know what I do for people, but, like, professionally and way better. So she professionally pisses people off to the point they want to punch you. Yeah. I didn't realise that was a job because, mate, I could do that. Second. I'm a really annoying motherfucker. Second thoughts, ignore me. <laughs> So I think she would take the, the year of being less I think so too. Then... I think she's a, as we've already established, she is a shit Satanist. <laughs> and I think she cares way more about other people than she lets on. She's also got terrible tasting friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just like you. Who the hell is choosing being bitter, angry and miserable in this situation? Like I'm naturally that anyway. So obviously that's not going to be my choice. Also, you haven't specified how much less fortunate they are than me. Like less fortunate could be they've just got a five or less in their bank account, in which case, all right, fine, I, I can live without that. Um, so I'd rather be less fortunate for a year and then find enlightenment at the end of it because, let's face it, I found a fucking loophole and there's nothing you can do about it. Welcome. Oh, my God. Hang on. Stop Welcome. playing. <laughs> Welcome to the cult, Amy. <laughs> we are very glad to finally have someone that answered the, quest, the question Not, not only did they get the right answer... Yeah. But she also found a fucking loophole in the question yeah. and exploited it to its full. <laughs> we love that. And that's that's fantastic yeah. because that is that's that, what we're all about. That's what we're all about in the cult of touching. <laughs> Loopholes. Yeah. Uh, so we were both right on that one as well. We were. What, what are the scores? Um, so far, we have both got two wrong. So it's five, five, five. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Five all. It looks like we might actually need this tiebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we do. Because right. at this rate... She is both pansexual and the host of a true crime podcast, as we have oh. previously mentioned. See, I misread this question, and All I right. was like, uh, Jeffrey or Epstein? And I'm like... Oh, no. Wait, what? What are you talking... And then I just... I, I was like, that makes no sense. No, in her, in her true crime world, both these people are A-list. Like, A-list. <laughs> So the question is, would you rather peg Jeffrey Dahmer, because we both know that he would much prefer that than anything else, yeah. <laughs> or Eileen Wernos? Both serial killers, uh, both A-list serial killers in the world of true crime, but definitely in, in Amy's world of true crime. I have literally no idea. I'm going I don't even know who the second one is. Oh, you so... don't know who, who Eileen Wernos was? She was... Um, which a... Doctor Who actor played her in the Netflix remake? Because yeah. <laughs> then I might know. <laughs> David Tennant in a wig. <laughs> Just David Tennant in a wig doing another different oh, accent. She had a shitty life, uh, grew up to become a prostitute, didn't like the way people were treating her. So she carried one of them tiny little 22s around with her and would kill the Johns. Oh. And she became like an A-list serial killer because of it. One of the, the few female serial killers that doesn't poison as well. 
Um, I still literally have no idea. I'm going for Jeffrey. All right, I'll go Eileen. I think, I think she's quite kinky, and I think the idea of pegging Jeffrey would get her off more than pegging Eileen. I, I'm going to go Eileen because come on, she, Eileen. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I we mean, made this point. She just needs to let me. <laughs> Congratulations on identifying my dream threesome. Um, Eileen is famously a lesbian and not a fan of people with dicks. So if I'm strapping one on, I really don't want to risk the confusion that would lead to me getting shot. Um, so I'm going to peg Jeffrey Dahmer, mostly because I get to fango out, um, you know, Jeffrey, big fan. Um, and also because at least that way I know that we're both enjoying it. You know, I, I'm a giver, I'm a giver, and I want him to have a good time too. I was very, well. I worded my my little... <laughs> explanation <laughs> perfectly to not say that she was a fan and she just outed herself as a serial killer fan as being a yeah. fan of jeffrey dharma but i took the lead thank god <laughs> there's there there is a dark there is a dark darkness beneath the the, the surface fluffy and light of being in a podcast yeah because podcasts i mean you listen to our podcast it's all fun it's all fun and games it's a nice escape from the the terrors of the real world and right? then then you go other podcasts and they're they're fans of mass murderers yeah I I don't want to make this information. I don't I don't want to be part of this world anymore. Just forget it and focus on question nine. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake! How am I supposed to forget about the darkness at the heart of podcasting when the with this next question? Oh crap! I've got. Oh. What is that next question? A victim or serial killer? That's right. Would you? Because <laughs> that's not the question I've got written down. Fantastic. I've I've got the would you rather like uh, be bitter and angry question again. I forgot that. <laughs> that question was so important. You asked it twice. No, I forgot. I wrote a bunch of questions and then I went away and come back two days later to finish the questions <laughs> off and forgot that I'd already included that. <laughs> Sent it to her and she was like, two of the questions are the same, so I had to come up with a new one it's on the fly. So that was, would you rather be the most famous victim of a serial killer like the Black Dahlia? Mm. Or would you rather be a inconsequential serial killer, someone that is technically a serial killer but doesn't but that but doesn't get a Netflix series? Yeah, and I genuinely don't know what the answer is. I think she'd rather be the famous victim. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to choose the other one just to keep this entertaining. Yeah, and... I think I, I I think somebody that runs a both podcast and an Instagram yeah. would rather be famous as the victim than forgotten as a murderer. Yeah, but. I think I don't think that's insulting for me to say that. Apologize if you take it that way. <laughs> I'm sure you know what I mean. You're not going to get any comeback on this. It's just me. It's just you. So I don't I'm, care. I'm going to choose serial killer because I do think there would be a thrill of being a serial killer <laughs> and flying under the radar for the most part. Yeah, true. Like because that basically proves you're a good serial killer. Right? <laughs> proves you're not dumbass. Yeah. All right, so I'm answering this one based on success. To be a successful serial killer, you don't want to be on any list. Like A to Z, you don't want to be featured on any of them because if you're successful, no one knows that you're doing it. With that in mind, I'm going to pick I want to be the most famous victim um, because if I'm the most famous victim, I have succeeded and I'm therefore the most successful victim. Um, also very upset that you've put Henry Lee Lucas on the B-list. Personally, he's on my A-list, but, you know, whatever. 
We're tied again. We're tied again. <laughs> Who knew that she, she just wanted to fame? It's all about fame, <laughs> yeah. mate. Right, number all 10. of us podcasters are shameless fame hounds. We really are. Yeah, for, especially however when. much we deny it, Mister yeah. Bogdweller. Yeah. <laughs> right, number ten. Oh fucking hell! I've just seen what this question is as well. <laughs> I. I'm going to have to have a long, hot, bleachy shower after this. I had to go out of my way to find questions that I didn't know the answer to, right? Post questions that would be hard to answer and therefore hard for us to, to gauge. So question 10 is, would you rather drink a pint of the last guy you oh, slept with? God, piss, this is worse than I imagined it would be. <laughs> or a pint of your best friend's blood? <laughs> Sorry, I've realised this microphone doesn't pick up my size unless I'm right here, yeah. but... <sighs> Fucking hell. Well, like, I had to... I had to. I couldn't just be like, would you rather drink piss or blood? Because <laughs> I kind of know the answer to that. So I had to... I Because you got the answer's quite obvious. But I had to... kind of, So I had to kind of up the stakes and make it like just some guy you fucked or your best friend. <sighs> I'm going. I'm still going with blood, but yeah, blood makes I'm, sense. I'm not entirely sure. Given this... what little I know of her, I would say blood. Yeah, I right. think is I would like to say blood. I don't know if I could actually get down a pint of blood because it's not quite cloying. Either. Yeah, I could I if I if I did it in like sips with something else to wash it down with, maybe. But it's a bit. Yeah. But piss, I'd just be vomiting all over the place. I'm I'm not bear grills. Okay. And I don't think she is either. I've never seen her taking people to an island and leaving them there for three weeks. I have seen a boil of piss and drink it though, so I don't know what to make of that information. Um <laughs> just make that I made it up. I just, it's not true. <laughs> I'm not gonna disparage her. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. I can't look, you lot out there in, in listener land, you can't tell where the fucking line of this narrative is. No. I can't. I'm in the fucking room with him. <laughs> and I don't know where the line is. Do you want me to tell you once and for all? No. Mystery. We need some mystique on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Did Reggie's new friend actually boil and drink her own piss? Find out next week. <laughs> A galaxy divided. Did Amy boil and drink her own piss? Will Reggie reveal the truth? <laughs> Only the truth will be known on Bog Planet. <laughs> the truth is it was my piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blood. Blood. I just don't even want to contemplate this question anymore. Blood. All right, let's go. Um, what if they're the same person? Does that make a difference? No, probably not. Look, I'm an open-minded gal. Um, I will try anything once, never say no to anything, all that sort of thing. Particularly, you know, down this sexual route. However, piss never been high on the list. Not really into piss. Um. So I'm going to take the road less travelled and say that I would drink a pint of my best friend's blood. And I'll be honest, I'm not 100% convinced I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> I love how I love how you asked this question and then she immediately interprets it as sexual. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, she really should be in the cult. <laughs> yeah, well, she is. <laughs> She's the newest member. I mean, we both, we, we both got it right. Yeah. Um, Which means we are actually have to use the tiebreaker. We are going to have to use the mm. tiebreaker. Oh, God. Um, yeah, ask the tiebreaker. I'm, I'm still hung up on the previous one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Yikes. Right, this is another classic <laughs> touching would you rather question. We're going to yep. end on a classic. Would you rather capture irrefutable evidence of a ghost 
aliens or a cryptid. Okay. I think aliens. You think aliens? Based on her lust for fame, <laughs> I think she could probably turn that around, aliens around, into more fame than a ghost or a cryptid. Okay. Because I think more people would be interested in an alien or than a ghost or a cryptid. That's some, that's some solid reasoning. Yeah. However, I must disagree. Okay. And not purely because if I didn't, this yeah. would be a really, really shit tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Given her her gothic nature, yeah, I think it would be ghosts. Okay, because who doesn't want to capture irrefutable proof of a white lady at some fucking ancient mansion out in the foggy highlands? You may be correct because I know that they don't just talk true crime on their podcast. It's about the macabre as well, and I've heard episodes about hauntings. There you go. Never heard an episode about an alien. No. Although yesterday's episode was about Mothman, so. You know. uh, so we could both be entirely wrong yeah. and this tiebreaker <laughs> will not in fact break the tie no I'm gonna have to text her <laughs> this one was tough um, my immediate response was oh my god I could prove Mothman exists because after our latest episode on Horror House I'm a bit obsessed with Mothman um, but on second thoughts I think I'm gonna have to go with ghosts I feel like it would just have a bigger impact on humanity if I could prove that ghosts exist um, and I'm, I'm all about, you know, bringing something back to the community um, by proving that there's life after death or existence after death or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And aliens, no one really cares about. I particularly don't care about aliens um, unless aliens do exist and are listening, in which case aliens, I'm really sorry. And, you know, feel free to probe me first. I won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love the disclaimer on the yeah. end. I mean, unless you do exist. Yeah. I also totally get the fascination with Mothman. Mothman got, he got Bunda. He Moth packing Man. junk in that junk. Yeah. Mothman is, Mothman is pretty cool. Be but what we really need to focus on here is that uh, I scored eight points. You scored seven. Yeah. So I know more about this person I've never even met than you do. I'm on a losing streak. You are on a losing streak. And it's only going to get worse when you see this person next and they uh, have to sit you down and have a serious talking with you and make you drink a pint of their piss. <laughs> or blood, depending on which one you actually don't want to do, because I know what you're like. To be fair, either would be fitting punishment for <laughs> my for my losing a quiz. <laughs> right, in that case, she's got to find something else, because you, you sound like you're going to enjoy either of them. It's going to be a pint of my piss. <laughs> Much like uh, I try anything once. <laughs> God, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am scarred and on that note I need to pee okay <laughs> awesome so off the back of that <laughs> we watched a film we watched a film this week <laughs> and we I'm excited uh, I was excited to watch this film me too because it is significant in the fact that it means we are so close to finishing our journey through the Marvel Cinematic ago. Universe I am hyped. <laughs> I'm also really annoyed that I don't get to watch um, Endgame, Endgame next, next because I'm like, no, no, I need to see this. I'll put it this way. If I hadn't had to shower and come straight around here, <laughs> I would have watched Endgame this afternoon. <laughs> like I had just this overwhelming urge of like, I need, I need some closure. I, I need some closure. I need to see them come back. It's like, I know Thanos. they come back and I know they win, yeah. but... <laughs> 
You can't, so, you can't, you can't give me this sort of Empire Strikes Back bullshit no. and just leave me hanging um, like they did for three years. So, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, we watched Avengers: Infinity War. We did indeed. Yes. Um, and I did the old touching classic. I watched this film, really enjoyed it, and then realised at the end I have barely taken any notes. I have taken notes, but due to the length of this film, <laughs> even though I've got more notes than normal. There are still sections (laughs) that do not crop up at all. Two hours and 34 minutes. I mean, that includes credits, but... I tell you what, though. We moan a lot on this podcast about two-hour-plus films. Yeah. This is not a film I will ever moan about being You can't moan about the length of this film because there is no wasted time. No, every single second of that two hours and 34 minutes is used incredibly. It's (laughs) jam-packed. It could have been three hours and... I don't think that would have ruined the enjoyability no. of it. No. At all. Possibly would have given it a little bit more space to breathe, but... Yeah, because yeah. the pace is like a Formula it's One race. unrelenting. <laughs> yeah. It's like you literally... It's one of those films where like you watch a long film or you need a pee in the cinema yeah. and you're like, oh, okay... You can you can track the ebb and yeah. flow of a film. You're like, okay, right, I can dip out here yeah. five minutes, go and take a piss, come back, and you've not really missed anything critical. You dip out in fucking Infinity War. You come back and you're like, when did Captain America come back? Yeah. What's happening here now? Why has Thor got two eyes again? Yeah. And you just, like, major things just constantly coming at you. It's like, why are Rocket and Drax suddenly good? <laughs> why are they suddenly competent? <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> entertaining not annoying <laughs> not annoying because they're not just relying on star lord um we'll, we'll get to that later. We, 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 well believe me we will definitely get to that yeah. <laughs> um but i have loads of trivia which is not surprising because it is a marvel film and it is like the marvel film basically this and fucking endgame, endgame were were well world breaking they were just the biggest probably crossover the biggest yeah scope of ambition of oh yeah probably any film ever put on on cell, celluloid or digital whatever yeah but also probably more special effects oh god yeah than possibly any other film in the mcu i did see Endgame. i saw some i saw some stat in when i was researching my notes for this yeah. and there are something like it was like 59 different shots or something and uh 49 of the or 57 different shots and 49 of them are special effects shots yeah so it's like there's only a there is a bare handful that feature no sfx at all yeah i mean even when it's all humans you'll you'll have the bit where they go to see what is his name roadie yeah and he's talking to the council yeah. but they're all special but effects they're, all they're not in the room <laughs> <laughs> it's mental it is so getting some trivia here it was Do released it. on the 27th of April, 2018. Yes. Uh, again, this is another film that feels like it was released like last year. Yeah. And it wasn't. It's, it's fine. To be fair. Coming up on six years. Yeah, but I don't... It feels... You say it feels like it was yesterday, but to me, I feel like I've lived with this film a lot longer than six years. Yeah, true. I feel like it's been part of my consciousness for a lot longer than that. I think it's probably because I... I haven't been to see many films in the cinema in the Since last decade. This, yeah. And uh, yeah, I can probably count on my fingers the amount of, on one hand, yeah. the amount of films I've been to see since this came yeah. out. And one of them was Endgame. Endgame yeah. <laughs> uh, had a budget of 400 million US dollars. 
not shocking in the slightest. Not in the least. It's no. exactly what you expect. Yeah. At the box office, it made 2.052 billion US dollars. So 1.6 billion profit. Yes. Not bad, really. It's, uh, that's that's a fair that's a fair return on investment, it's not a bad isn't it? Chunk of change, right there. Uh, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Yes. Uh, based on Avengers by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Starring. Yeah, I'll see you in ten minutes. <laughs> <sighs> Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Benedict Cumberbatch, Don Cheadle, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Danai Guerrero, Letitia Wright, Dave Bautista. Zoe Saldana, Josh Brolin, Chris Pratt, Idris Elba, Peter Dinklage, and Bradley Cooper. And there's and there, there are more. Realistically, there are more that probably should have been in. Oh, there. absolutely! But I'm like, this is just a massive long list of names. That's the A list. That's yeah. They're of, the yeah. they're the big hitting names. The thing is, it's like when you as you're reading now, I'm thinking like it's even more impressive this film considering mm-hmm. every single one of them had to be utilized in a way that made sense yes and i at no point in this film do i ever feel like they just included someone for the sake for of the it, sake of it because they had to they all had roles reasons. to play yeah the, and they had to work together they had yeah. to get these very disparate characters yeah who in their own universes their own arcs even yeah. like the avengers films they work because they tick that particular box yeah. for that role but then you've got Tony Stark and Star-Lord yeah. not only in the same room together but actively doing stuff vital to the plot together and we all know that that Star-Lord is just a wish.com Tony Stark. Yeah, but at the same time you got Tony Stark and Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. There are no two bigger egos in no. the entire the entire MCU. MCU. <laughs> but Star-Lord and Thor have got yeah. similarities. They're both heroes but they both possibly lack a few brain cells brain cells yeah so to watch them two kind of face off against each other it's just like the combinations of characters on screen as well as mm. getting them all in were the perfect combination yeah they got the balance right on it because there was, there was a, a thing they coined on set yeah based off of uh this the initial scene where stark and strange meet for the first yeah. first time and they called it the strange uh was it strange alchemy okay and that was basically how these effectively opposing but very similar characters yeah. would work together and that was one of their major focuses was because obviously they knew there was a lot of overlap yeah. between these characters in the roles that they all played in their own little films uh, and putting them together that was their big focus was to get that alchemy those reactions yeah. right so that they worked and each no character came off as being less or no character had to change their personality to enhance another one yeah. which is probably props to the, the the script writers. I also feel like they made the right choices on which characters to give the levity to. Yes. So, like Spider Man has a certain amount of levity, but not as much as he has in previous films. Yeah. It's not constant quips. It's you. You can't have. Of, he has some quips and he has these funny, cool pop culture references. <laughs> but the stakes for Spider-Man are so high yeah. that if he was constantly making jokes, uh, it probably wouldn't work. It's one Whereas, of my favourite things about the Tom Holland Spider-Man is that they give him the quips. Yeah. Because Sp- Spider-Man and his quips has yeah, been that's an integral part yeah. of his of his character since forever. Whereas, so seeing him doing that all the time is great. It is great. But I, like, I don't want him... 
realizing he's stuck on a spaceship and making quips yeah too many quips yeah maybe a couple of quips because i would make a couple of quips to deal with yeah the terror that's how i would deal with it but not too many and whereas star lord also makes quips and if you've got the two of them on a spaceship together yeah it's just going to be a quip off but with with star lord as well like they kill his girlfriend yeah so like if he's still making quips it wouldn't work but the likes of drax yeah are perfect for levity because yeah. they're not they're not three-dimensional characters they like they he kind of <laughs> works as the levity in the other films yeah but to bring him in here and be like look your job is just to be weird and funny and surprisingly while, competent in a fight yeah <laughs> while everyone else is dealing with their real life emotional stakes. Yeah. You're kind of a little bit away from it and you're allowed to give the levity. Yeah. Like the choices they made for each character were perfect. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland was not allowed to read the script in advance for this movie <laughs> since he revealed too many secrets to Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in one of the promotional videos for the movie, uh, several of its cast members are in an interrogation room refusing to reveal any spoilers and Holland's mouth is conspicuously taped shut. <laughs> Uh, Mark Ruffalo revealed that he was given a fake script due to his habit of accidentally spoiling past Marvel movies. He jokingly claimed in an interview that the fake script was better than the real one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's because it was probably all Hulk action. It's just all Hulk <laughs> all the time. Two hours of 34 minutes of pure Hulk action. <laughs> uh, Drax's line, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Was ad-libbed by Dave Batista. In an interview, Dave said that Chris Pratt actually gave him the idea for the line and he threw it in whilst filming. I have, I have that line as one of my notes because it stands out as a read. In a, in a film with so much good dialogue, that stood out to me. Yeah. It's like, like the philosophical angle, which again, you don't expect from drugs. <laughs> He's kind of saying it like he doesn't realise. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, realise. And that's what makes it funny. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange has been studying for a few years since his solo movie and is now considered one of the more powerful characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The writers also wanted to have him come off as sort of the adult in the room throughout the movie. Which he does. Which he absolutely does. Like when, when you give him lines of dialogue like hitherto. Hitherto, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes you kind of, it, you stop in your tracks a little bit and you're like, he has spent far too long with his head buried in books from like, <laughs> the 17th century, right? <laughs> researching um tom holland said that although he's a big fan of chris pratt and loved working with him their scenes together were often challenging pratt's tendency to joke in and out of character made it hard for holland to keep a straight face at times yeah i, I, I can get that I, I wouldn't have a problem with that because i fucking hate chris pratt my issue would be not punching him on his big stupid face uh chris <laughs> chris evans and chris hemsworth Avila, fuck's sake Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth ad-libbed the dialogue between Captain America and Thor in which they compared their facial hair, reasoning that they have known each other long enough to have that kind of friendly banter. That's another one of my standout It's a little standout moment there. Because in the middle of... Because it's exactly what Joss Whedon would have done if he'd made this. But pared down. Like, when you watch the fight scenes in this film, there are way bigger stakes there were way bigger emotions involved yeah so they're not stopping every 30 seconds to make quick <laughs> have a witty back and forth but to just pause let everyone catch their breath while them two go huh allows you to then boom yes go back into it and it's not just one long just a constant barrage yeah. it's brilliant 
Uh, the filmmakers did not know about the war chants the actors and actresses from Black Panther created, as that movie was not nearly finished at the time of shooting. Yeah. M'Baku had started the chant, which led to the responding war cry that King T'Challa leads. Yeah. So basically, they came in doing that because they basically took all yeah. the actors straight off of uh, Black, Black Panther, Panther and brought them straight in here to film their, their scenes. And they've come straight off with these war cries and the filmmakers were just like, ah, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm so glad they bought them straight from that and put them in this, even though they didn't know Black Panther was going to be so successful. Yeah. Because obviously Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. Mm. But the whole Wakanda Black Panther part of both of these films is such a huge and integral part to yes. it that if they hadn't made that choice and they'd maybe gone somewhere else or tried something else, I don't yeah. think it would have worked as well. No, especially coming off the back of Black Panther. Yeah. You know, the last thing everyone saw in the cinema, was, like Marvel-wise, yeah, was Black Panther. Black Panther. So it's still very much fresh in their heads. And it's kind of like revisiting an old friend almost. I also feel like they did well to kind of put it a third of the way into the yes. film. I know that they were very worried about going back to Wakanda and yeah. having it appear as if it were just a delayed like, third yeah. act yeah. of the previous film yeah. in the in the series. I think because it was such a huge success and because so many people were like, oh, Black Panther's going to be in this, the anticipation of his arrival, yeah, like leaving it till about a third of the way in and then revealing the Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. It, and then having that final battle on... Like on Earth, happening Wakanda, yeah, was just brilliant. But having it and having it placed where it is in the the grand sequence yeah. means that you don't need to remind people about Wakanda, yeah, or even like the the hologram and things like. There's a lot of things that if there'd been another film in between, they'd have had to give a few minutes of exposition. You don't get the I've got it in here. There's a note about um, where is it, Bruce? Mm. I can't remember, but there's a bit where Tony has to explain to Bruce, yeah. Because Bruce has just come back to Earth and he has to explain some of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Him. That's really clever exposition. Yes. There's another bit where Thor's on the ship and he's explained to Rocket how everybody in his life has died. Yeah. That's really good exposition as yeah. well. Because as a viewer, if you've seen them all... You're aware of this. But all the, the other characters on, and there will be people going to see these films... Yeah, who haven't that, seen everything. Like whose boyfriend or girlfriend wants to go and they're like, oh, all right, I'll come with you. Yeah. But and so those little moments that are really, really well done as well. Yes. It's not clunky. It's not like we're just going to jam it in here because we need to get this information. In. It's yeah. all organic and natural. Makes it like takes the film to that next level where anybody can enjoy it. Yeah, whether you've and like, it's, it acts as a refresher for the rest of us who obviously yeah. you're watching going back to the first Thor films and yeah. stuff like or the second one where his his mum dies. dies yeah, with dark That's elf, a significant yeah. few years ago at yeah. this point in time. So it acts as a nice refresher to everyone else of how we've got to where we are now, how our character has gone from this, you know, stilted, long-haired yep. uh, Norse legend to the likable chap with pirate, <laughs> pirate <laughs> angel hybrid yeah. we have in this film. Um, Star Wars writers, take note. Take note, yeah. Um, <coughs> Sir Kenneth Branagh who directed Thor back in 2011, can be heard at the very beginning of the movie, issuing the distress transmission that the Asgardian ship was being attacked. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Neither did that's I until awesome. I did this. And I was like, oh, wait, that's pretty cool, actually. I like I, that. I haven't got it as a note, but I do love the fact that the very first character you see is Heimdall. Yes. Because, obviously, spoilers, we <laughs> spoil the shit out of this film. <laughs> he dies minutes later. Yeah. But to open it with him, I'd be like, look, we're going to give you all of the glory. Here's this fan favorite character yeah, for three and minutes, and he did. Yeah, 
Um, Rocket calls the Outriders space dogs. This line was written after a focus group saw one of the test screenings. One of the viewers referred to the creatures as space dogs. The filmmakers thought it was hilarious and decided to add it to the movie. Oh, I like that. Yeah. This is obviously the, the, the fucking zerglings that they launch at, in Wakanda. Uh, for the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe history, Bruce Banner communicates directly with the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Because um, the Hulk has performance anxiety, as I believe my note later on says. Uh, Josh Brolin acted in this movie with a foam headpiece that was the size of Thanos' head with a camera on his face for visual effects. He also had to wear various foam parts depending on what the scene called for, so the other actors and actresses didn't get too close to his real body, and so Thanos' scale was retained. Oh. And I've seen some behind-the-scenes shots of this, and big shout-out to anyone that acted alongside him in this and managed to keep a straight face. I had no... I didn't stop and really give any time to thinking about how they did the Thanos character. Mm. But one of the things I did notice in that opening scene is it's the more, right? That's what I called him. The more. The more, yeah. As he walks across and you're focused on his feet. Yeah. Very real person. Yes. But as they reveal him, it's like the the body is a real person, <laughs> but the hands on the face. The hands on the face are additional. So you know for a fact that either had green hands and face or he had the little bits on him or whatever yeah, like, and like they did with Jar Jar yeah. and had the, the stalk things up here because that's where his eyes were but I think it was it was genius in that scene because he's not that in other scenes yeah. he's pure CG but in that scene to have the actual real feet yeah mixture of practice yeah I mean why why make it more complicated yeah. than it has to be it sells it yeah. way better than it would be if you saw CG feet. yeah like the first shot is just some CG yeah. feet walking across you'd be kind of mm. um the Wakandan war cry, Yebambe, is Zosa for hold strong. Other possible translations include hold fast or just simply hold it. All of these translations are appropriate for their situation. Absolutely. This became the fourth movie to gross over $2 billion worldwide after Avatar in 2009, Titanic in 1997, and Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens in 2015. Oh, 90s billions. 90s, yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. When That's you probably start worth about that. like double the amount of a of, of billions in 1997 or whatever. Yeah, you take inflation into, into account. Yeah. Uh, according to Chaz, Chadwick Boseman, production on this movie began just two weeks after production on Blank, Black Panther ended. This meant all of the actors, actresses, and extras from that movie appeared in this movie and had no problem retaining their cadences. I bet, yeah. Because they just basically went from one straight into the other. Yeah, they went on holiday for a week and come they back. Come and back. They were like, right, we're back Let's go. Uh, Josh Brolin claimed that he did not see Black Panther until a week before this movie opened, due to it being constantly sold out in Los Angeles. Brolin added that stars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe don't receive any special privileges of screening passes to the franchise. They should. They absolutely should, yeah. especially if they're star starring in the very next film. Yeah. Uh, Thor confirms that Groot is a language that can be learned and spoken, as he apparently took it as an elective in school on Asgard. Um, this explains why only Rocket was originally able to understand Groot, and the other Guardians had to learn over time. This also confirms that Groot understands English and likely other languages, but is only able to speak Groot. I can't find my note, but it basically just says, I wish they taught Groot when I was at school. <laughs> oh, I'd have, I'd, absolutely. I'd have taken Groot rather than fucking French. I love it because he obviously has to be able to understand Groot. Yeah. Because it's only the three of them. Yes. And you don't want Rocket constantly Rocket translating. all the time. But just, it, just the way it's such a faraway line, it's slightly humorous. Yeah. It just works so well on every <laughs> level. Uh, the filmmakers wanted to create small physical rules that would allow characters to stay in the fight with Thanos. 
The idea of Thanos having to close his fist to use a stone was the bare minimum that allowed for a fight to be put up. Yeah. Because otherwise he'd literally just think about something and the yeah. stones would make it happen and yeah. game over. Uh, Steve Rogers had a new look for this movie. At the end of Captain America Civil War in 2016, Steve Rogers quit as Captain America, something which occurred several times in the comic books. For the first time, he assumed the identity of Nomad. Rogers' costume in this film captured the basic elements of the Nomad character, in that it is primarily blue and features yellow disc light objects attached at the collar. For the second time Steve Rogers quit, he was featured to have grown a scraggly grown scraggly with a beard, and he would eventually shave the beard and create a new identity as the Captain. Consequently, the physical appearance and costume for Steve Rogers is a combination of the two most popular times he quit being Captain America. I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that his armor is basically, or his outfit for this is basically just bits of what he wore yeah. in Civil War, but weathered. Yeah, <laughs> Extremely just, weathered. Any red or royal blue. Yeah, and he's, he's torn it. all the tags and yeah. the star off and everything. And I'm like, no, I like that. I actually think that's probably the best costume or outfit he has in any film. It's the most realistic. Yeah. Because also, it looks lived in and practical. Also, I love his hair and beard. <laughs> Uh, the name Thanos is a short form of the Greek name Thanatos, which means death in Greek. Appropriately, it is also the name of the Greek god of death. Ah. Uh, the Russo brothers insisted Chris Pratt gain a small amount of weight so that it would match Rocket's line in the movie, Quill, you're one sandwich away from fat. I would love it if someone was like, look, we've got this awesome job for you. We're going to obviously pay you millions to do it. <laughs> But we need to put you to put on about another ten pounds. Yeah, you need to put on a stone or so. Yeah, otherwise just, it won't work. Just because it's one line of dialogue and this film's not going to hit if you if, if, <laughs> with you one cut. line of dialogue. <laughs> I do love that scene though. Yes, like I don't hate the Guardians as much in this film as I do in their. No, films. they're like, they're less. They're watered down because yeah. of everything else that's going on, and they get just enough time on screen to do what they do and justify being there yeah. before suddenly you're off like you know with someone else yes. balancing it out yeah so and, yes uh, mercifully Chris Pratt gets less screen time to be Star-Lord there's too many Chris's in this film there are there's a like, fucking lot of them if you want to be in the MCU you've just got to be named Chris <laughs> Uh, Josh Brolin based his characterization on Marlon Brando's role as Colonel Walter Kurtz in Apocalypse Now Oh, which yeah. thinking back to Apocalypse Now, that's a film that needs to go on the list. Actually, yeah, I haven't seen that in years. No, um, but I'm like, no, yeah, that makes sense. I love how just understated he is, yes, and kind of calm, regardless yeah. of everything that's going on. Very like it's twisted logic. We're going to get into it later, yeah. but he so he believes in his logic so righteously yes. that he doesn't get too high or too low. He no. just stays steady, regardless of what happens. Um. Robert Downey Jr. requested the furniture from his house in Los Angeles be shipped to the filming location in Atlanta and the movie studio complied. Of course, you're Tony Stark. You're Tony fucking Stark. Like, at this point, they can't do any of this yeah, without the, you. The, up until the end of the of, of end, um, yeah, end game, yeah. Uh, the MCU is literally Beholden. built on you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so I suppose you want you want them to ship your apartment out to LA? <laughs> they, absolutely, they have to. But to be fair, though, like, some of the things we've heard from other films and some of the things you can probably imagine yeah. get requested, that seems pretty tame. It is pretty, it's fairly For mild, a man that has it? so much power at this point, yeah. that's pretty tame. That is pretty yeah. pretty low-key. Like, who was it? What What did we watch when you said the person, the director, had all of his food shipped in because he wasn't... It's when they went to Me Mexico yeah. to do Running Man. That's it, yes. I think it was Arnie and whoever the director was. They had, had their, their food, food shipped, shipped in. in. 
Like, that's crazy compared to, right, just one shipment of some stuff. Yeah, take yeah. my stuff from there, bring it here. Yeah. Um, the filmmakers wanted to show that Tony knows Nat is on the run with Steve. Vision has been in a relationship with Wanda, and he has been okay with all that. They wanted to make it clear that Tony has not been actively seeking to bring Steve, Natasha, Sam, and Wanda to justice. Yeah. Which we kind of knew from the end of uh, Civil War. Civil War, yeah. You kind of get that. You get that impression. You're like, no, he knows he 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 done screwed up. Yeah. But he's he's Tony Stark. He's got too much of an ego to admit to, it. Yeah. And you the fact that, that in the end, it's not even him. That ends up yeah. right, taking taken out of his hands because before you can press dial, yeah, uh, they attack. Yeah. But um, yeah, the fact that it, it ends up being uh, Bruce Banner yeah. who calls him. Uh, the filmmakers decided very early on to make this movie into a smash and grab heist movie told from the viewpoint of the lead villain. Mm, yeah. Which if you watch it, after I read that, I was like, actually, you know, yeah, watching it, yeah. the other stuff that happens is sort of B storylines, incidental stuff, or how the heroes interact whilst the villain is yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. And most of it is told from Thanos's point of view. Not quite viewpoint, but yeah, yeah, you're following him through his journey and how everyone else fits into that journey. I never thought about that I, as why Thanos is so compelling. I've got some other theories. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't consider that, but yeah. that is very they, true. He is the central character yeah. of this. He, he is kind of the protagonist of this film i watched a lot of bond in the last couple of months <laughs> and unlike a bond villain who gets revealed two-thirds into the film yeah and is like gives you his monologue and then gets beat like <laughs> Thanos is there he opens the film he opens the film he closes the film, film and he's pretty much a constant throughout. yeah it's yeah. it's the adventures of thanos starring the avengers and the guardians of the galaxy yeah huh. um Although Joss Whedon directed the first two Avengers movies, he did not return to direct either of the next two Avengers movies. Some cast members later admitted that Whedon had a difficult time directing such a close group of actors and actresses, since every creative difference he had with a single person would often lead to a discussion with the others as well. This is what happens when you piss off a group, a yeah. single person in a group of friends. Whedon later got embroiled in several public controversies concerning his professional behaviour with his ex-wife and several former cast members, which may also have affected his return. Instead, the Russo brothers, who directed Captain America, Winter Soldier and Civil War, directed this movie and Avengers Endgame. And I think the film, not only this, and but Endgame as well, benefits from... yes. Like, don't get me wrong. We've we've sung the praises of Joss of the of the Whedon contrib- contributions and to those the Avengers films, but this one needed less quips. It needed yeah more stakes. It needed to be deeper and have more emotional yeah. toil going on. And I think they made the right decision in directors and writers. Yes, very much so. Uh, the scenes between Wanda and Vision were shot on location in Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh was chosen because the filmmakers wanted a romantic private place for the two of them to build their relationship that could turn scary and gothic very quickly. Edinburgh's an incredible city. It's like so, so much of it is old still. Yeah. And obviously so much of it is new. But the way they kind of work together yeah. to create the perfect location for like this. Like the kebab shop on that street that looks like it's come straight from the Middle Ages. Exactly. <laughs> but I'd never noticed it until last night and I forgot to write it down this morning because I didn't <laughs> I know notice it again. Say. But the sign in the, in the window that says, we will deep fry we'll your deep kebab. We'll deep fry your kebab. Yeah. I don't know if it's real or whether 
it was made purely to be in that shot. It but was, the fact that it was included. I know that it was definitely included yeah. uh, as a reference to the the yeah. this supposed belief that the Scots will deep, deep fry, fry anything, anything based on the, the infamous deep, deep fried, fried Mars, Mars bar. bar. I've had one of those. They are really nice. Um, I can imagine. But yeah, I, I love the idea of a deep fried kebab as well. Yeah, I would definitely too. try I would that. Absolutely live on deep fried kebabs, <laughs> my kid. Not for very long, you no. wouldn't. Um, this movie is based on the comic book series called The Infinity Gauntlet, published by Marvel Comics in 1991, but takes its name from the sequel comic book series called <coughs> The Infinity War, which also had a sequel series called The Infinity Crusade. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Nope. I obviously Nobody knew that. it was it. it come from the comics yeah but i didn't know that i knew yeah i knew that so thanos books. and the infinity yeah. gauntlet all came from the comics but i didn't know that the, the individual series and yeah. arcs and what have you uh this is the 19th movie released by marvel studios in the marvel cinematic universe and is chapter seven of phase three in the mcu overall i've got a note later on but i'm gonna burn part of it now <laughs> the first 18 films <laughs> in relation to this and an endgame are basically the longest first act <laughs> in cinema history, right? Because they are. Like, yeah. they are all their own individual things, but when you put them together, they are the first act. They are the first act. And which is, I think, why people, a lot of people were shocked when they went to see this. Mm. And it went the way it did and it ended the way it did. Yeah. Because this is, this as is you act mentioned two earlier, of the MCU phase one or whatever it is. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like, I think people were expected to go in and have a happy ending, yep. like the first 18, but were shocked when they were like walked out of the cinema, like, the good guys I lost. See that coming. Wait, what? <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, it's exactly what had to happen. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for, for Act Two, that yeah. is exactly what, what you expect. Uh, Tom Holland was working on another movie at the same time, at the time of filming this one. Okay. Uh, the other role required him to have longer hair than he'd previously had as Spider-Man, so he had his stylists incorporate the new length into his look for this movie. Okay. However, after seeing the final product when the first trailer came out, Holland regretted this decision, saying he looked ridiculous and jokingly comparing himself to Prince Charming. <laughs> yeah, the Prince Charming. I, I didn't. I, I kind of get that. But yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I, just, oh, I didn't, didn't think it was even majorly noticeable. Nobody else would have noticed. I just except assumed, for him. Yeah, I assumed it was just like you know, there's a certain amount of time has elapsed since the last time we saw him. <laughs> so and, his his look would have changed a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But that that was why apparently. Okay. Uh, this movie crossed the worldwide box office mark of one billion dollars in a record time of eleven days after its release. This is the sixth Marvel movie to make this much. Which is that insane. doesn't shock me. Do you remember going to see it at a cinema? Uh, yes. Because one of my, I, I have lots of memories of going to see it at a <laughs> cinema, but one of the main ones was all the signs they had up outside that said, <laughs> please do not spoil this. Yeah. And I was just like, I love the fact that they not only they went to that, yep. that far to do that, but, you know, it doesn't shock me. I don't no. know where I was going with this. It does not shock me. It made that much I know money that, uh, that quickly. The, the the various studios and what have you involved created a hashtag to be used yeah, online. Yeah, 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 Thanos yeah. demands your silence yeah. to be added to everything regarding to it so that there were no spoilers. And it was significantly spoiler-free for a couple of weeks at least. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Jesus. I mean, it did take some some ducking and diving. And I remember being in some um, in some groups. I had to mute a couple of groups yeah. because I was like, I can't take the risk. And then there were other groups where posts would mysteriously vanish. vanish. You'd get a notification about a new post. You'd go in there and it'd be yeah. deleted. And it'd be like, yeah, no, that was a spoiler. <laughs> I, I remember 
being so hyped for this, I went straight from work one day because the only time <laughs> we could get a ticket was like <laughs> the five thirty showing. Yeah, because everything else that week was almost sold out. And um, yeah, it's been a while since I experienced that kind of pandemonium. For yeah, a, you don't a film you don't release. see it very often. You don't with see anything it, these days. Anything now? No. Um, at around 27 minutes, the Russo brothers make fun of their own passion for title cards when the space title yeah. card appears. I love that. <laughs> I just, I didn't realise they were making fun of themselves. I thought they was just like a nod at, look, we're in space. We're in space. But where we are is inconsequential, so we're just going to say <laughs> space. I also love the, spe- the spelling of nowhere. Yes. The K. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we mentioned this in yeah. the Guardians thing. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little touch. Yeah, it is, yeah. Especially the fact that they acknowledge later on in the film, nowhere, no, no, we know where he's gone. Yeah, yeah, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Gunn revealed on Twitter on the thirtieth of the fourth, twenty eighteen, that the name of the Guardians' new ship in this movie is the Benatar. Huh, I didn't know. Named that. after Pat Benatar, the eighties musician. Really? Yeah. Uh, of course it is. Of course. I've, yeah. Uh, surprising no one. Samuel L. Jackson said the entire final line, motherfucker, on each take of his end credit scene. And each time, the crew lost it. Okay. <laughs> and body count. Now, I will specify this is only an approximate body count because there, there's a lot. Half the galaxy. Yes, but they don't die on screen. All These right. are on. Don't forget, the body count we work with is on-screen deaths. Eighteen. The appearance of uh, not. Well, I was going to say not bad. There's an eight in it. Oh, and eight thousand. <laughs> one thousand and eight. Oh, okay. Approximate on-screen deaths. My first original one was a thousand, and I thought because nah, there's a lot more people dying in certain battles <laughs> and all this other stuff. I will up it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah. One thousand and eight people die or are perceived to die on screen in this movie. In this family friendly in this family friendly movie <laughs> although there is dollar. no blood oh yeah of course i yeah. mean there's a little bit of blue blood when um weird alien lady with the horns gets fed into the giant shredder blade but there's a wound with a little bit of blood when he shoots the bricks and then they come back at him and one catches him on the head the oh more. yeah uh, thanos has a little oh and, and stephen strange has his little three claw yeah three claw swipe the three clawed beast with the sheer amount of like violence the level of violence that would turn amy on in this film <laughs> <laughs> the lack of blood is just like yeah you know it's a Disney it's, Marvel uh, yeah you know Disney were yeah. backing this yeah. um, my very first note is quite long so please bear with me okay this is such a great opening scene we see exactly how powerful Thanos is by the way he dominates Thor and the Hulk mm-hmm. we get introduced to the children of Thanos who do most of the heavy lifting in this <laughs> film Heimdall and Loki die and although we know death is never truly the end in the MCU this definitely feels different yeah. and shows you how vulnerable the characters you've grown to love are now. And on top of all of that, it introduces the Infinity Stones and sets up the narrative of this film perfectly. Yeah, that, I mean, those those deaths, that whole opening sequence is quite brutal. It's like five, in five minutes, it hits 12 layers yeah. of like, it does this, 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 and this. And it kills this. Loki, like properly kills Loki. Properly, and he doesn't appear again in this film. No. So by the That's time it, this film dead. ends... You do, like, the Heimdall one, I bought in the cinema straight away. Yeah. The Loki one, I bought about 20%. Yeah. But 
when the film ended and Loki hadn't and made Loki his... is he is dead and, it's like, and it's a brutal death as well yeah and you're left three years to figure out if he's going to come back in the yeah. next one you're like maybe they actually killed him maybe he asked for too much money yeah. and they just killed him early <laughs> I don't know but I'm wondering if this is MCU or whether he's actually whether fucking he's actually dead. just like yeah and when they've in 18 films when they've established that you never really die in the MCU yeah to pose that question to have you questioning it it's just brilliant filmmaking yeah. uh, another week another film starting with radio chatter yeah I like it. It's like, this is not a war vessel. This is not a war vessel. Stop <laughs> fucking shooting us. It's like, Thanos doesn't give a fuck, mate. Um, the Asgardians have had a bad time in the last two films. Yes. They, like, lost their entire home. Yeah. Like, half of their population got fucking murdered. Uh, they lose their royal family, aside from, obviously, Thor, who yeah. gets his ass kicked. And then, as they're, like, literally fleeing as refugees, they get ganked there as well. I mean, it is confirmed, obviously, that some of them survive yeah. because they go on to found their new home but it's yeah. like wow you guys went from being like this idyllic race living in this golden shining yeah. city with all this cool technology and magic to yeah getting blown up by Thanos just shows you what happens to civilizations that either reached their peak yeah. or fall so <laughs> far that they're unredeemable like, so, so far into decadence yeah eventually uh, the Hulk come. Thanos fight right yes makes no sense if you know anything about the Hulk. Yeah. Anything outside of what's been, even what's been established in the MCU. Yeah. Because Hulk is supposed to only get stronger, the angrier he gets. Yeah. And the more he gets hurt, the angrier he gets. Yeah. So he is, in theory, unbeatable. And yet Thanos just makes him look like a complete chump. I mean, obviously, the whole scene is, is uh, I noticed it in my research, and it's very clear in the in the, the flow of the film, it is to establish that in a one-on-one fight, Thanos is unbeatable. Yeah. Because the Hulk in a one-on-one fight up till now has, has been, been unbeatable. Yeah. And the fact that Thanos just beats him up for fun. Him and for. Yeah. It just, it, yeah, but it, it, it never kind of sat right with me. Uh, the Banner-Hulk conundrum is a great way of evening things out in certain situations. Yes. Like, that's obviously why it was introduced. Yeah. Because, oh, God, like, yeah. especially that first scene in New York where the Hulk version yeah. like the evil hulk and then the evil doctor strange turn up yeah like if, if banner was able to just flip the switch turn into hulk that's half the problem gone yeah but <laughs> he can't so therefore the they the have to find an ultimate solution have to find a way to do it and i just think it's they do some clever things to kind of depower yeah. some people and put other people in situations like, that, like uh, keeping captain marvel galaxies away oh yeah uh, Loki's She's not even brutal. introduced at this point. No. Uh, Tony is looking old. Yeah. I mean, you even comparing him to the last time we see him, even like the, the last Spider-Man film, yeah. he seems to have aged about 20 years. It doesn't matter how many tracks you put him in, he's still he's looking still old. He's still looking old. Um, um, is there a worse sandwich than a tuna melt? Aside from ham, obviously. I fucking love tuna melts. It's one of my favourite sandwiches. <laughs> not a tuna melt panini. With with cheddar and mozzarella. Oh. Oh. I love the Avengers theme. Yes. When it comes up and they do it, it's like, it reminds me a little bit of what we were talking about last week with the uh, Clone Wars theme. Yeah. There's a certain regalness to it. Yeah. and it, But every time you hear it, it just fills you with like, oh, yeah, we're about to yeah. be entertained. Uh, I want Wong to narrate all educational videos from <laughs> <Yeah>. now on. <laughs> do you remember them old, uh, what film was it where they would like, 
here's Captain America to tell you about yeah. <laughs> The new version should be Wong. So, you messed up. You're in detention. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stark raving hazelnuts. Yeah, or, <laughs> is it Hulka Hulka Fudge? <laughs> I've got a lot of, of just random yeah. quotes in here that just tickled some. me. Uh, Bruce Banner is the glue that just about keeps the Avengers functional as yeah. soon as he reappears. Yes. He really is like... He is the heart of the Avengers. Yeah. In this, in, in, in both yeah, these in films. Yeah, in the, most, of these, most of the arcs where we see the Avengers functioning as a team, Banner is, is the heart at the centre yeah. of them. Because he's the he's the soft touch in this in this film in particular though like he comes back to earth yeah and he is the glue that, that brings draws everyone. the team back the together. amount of times they're all like oh you and then he appears and they're like oh, all right. <gasps> oh <it's> you <laughs> then, and there's one scene where he first appears and Black Widow lays eyes on him yeah and it's quite subtle they don't really go overboard with it they don't delve too deep into it but there's just one moment where they look at each other and you're like. Oh. and it's like when when uh, what's his name this is awkward yeah it's like yeah the last yeah. time they saw him he was on a he basically did a runner into deep space yeah. somehow um tony you lost another super bot yeah brilliant <laughs> it's like didn't you learn anything from ultron yeah. no this one's evolved it's just different yeah. uh tony stark using a flip phone is just wrong all right i've got that night i may find it quickly um <laughs> Tony, the man of cutting-edge tech, as a flip phone, like a true hipster. <laughs> no, because what's his name gives it to him, doesn't he? Um, at oh, the end yeah, of, yeah. Of completely Civil War. That. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he leaves the envelope with the letter. Yeah, and he says, if you ever need me, just call. And he's carrying it and around. And I love the fact that he's carrying it around with him because he was just out for a jog with his wife. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, he was just carrying it around with him at all times, just in case. It's like, no, I like that. Um, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Stark versus Strange is one of my favourite character relationships in the MCU. Yes. Uh, Tony having to explain Civil War to Banner yeah. is a brilliant <laughs> way to let the uninitiated know where they stand. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Tony ex- exits the Sanctum has Cloverfield Clover vibes. It really vibes, does, doesn't it? And I love it. Just for about a minute and a half, Yeah. it switches... It, it switches genres a yeah. little bit. And it's so needed. Yeah. And so well done. And so seamless, yet so impacting that I've just sat there watching it like, fuck, they should just make every film. <laughs> um, we get to see Spidey Sense for the first yes. time. Yes, when he's yes, just yes. like, not even paying any attention on the school bus. And he's like, oh, that's Spidey Sense. But can you imagine being the cabbie when he hops out yeah. the window and he hops out and he pulls his mask on. There's a cabbie like yeah. driving along right there and then he just whip, whip and, whip, and he just imagine being this cabbie just be like, I should be like, go, go see Spider-Man Man. get out of that school bus. What? Great Stanley cameo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to say I really miss New York and I really want to go back <laughs> and I feel that way every time I see it on screen but more so today. Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Yeah, <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's been memed to oblivion yeah. but it is a great it line. It is a great line and when he's like uh, Mr. Stark, who's this guy? He's from space. He's come to steal a necklace from a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly true. <laughs> That's like one of my D&D campaigns. Yeah. Um, uh, gotta love some nano machines. Yeah, when he just suddenly goes and it just grows around him, and he starts like pulling out different weapons and all sorts, yeah. and it's like, God damn! Uh, oh no, the music means only one thing. <sighs> yeah, the Guardians. My my note on that is, ugh, annoying, out of place seventies music. 
The Guardians of the Galaxy must be about to make their appearance. I have to admit, though, that was my initial reaction when I saw yes. that scene last night. Yeah, I literally groaned out loud. But I am so, so proud at how they threw it in there to remind you. Yeah. But never did and it And then again. they never do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, um, Drax is the perfect weird levity for the, <laughs> for a film with such giant stakes. I've said already, but... Uh, the Iron Spider suit is awesome. Oh, yeah. And when you add that... To, I know we discussed this on uh, a previous one, I think like on the first Spider-Man one. Yeah. If Peter Parker continues his current growth, both like physically yeah. and mentally, then he will be the most powerful hero in yeah. the MCU. Even without the Iron Spider suit, he can go toe-to-toe with the other enhanced individuals. Well, he stops the, the giant hammer from the giant Hulk The giant villain. Hulk thing. Yeah. From decimating tony and he's like a fraction of the a size. fraction of his size he's literally only like a, a secondary school child 17 he's yes yeah, he's like yeah. he's not even legally an adult yeah. yet he can't drink but he is one of the strongest heroes yeah. one of the strongest people in the mcu so he's going to continue developing he's also we've already been shown he's basically a genius yeah. so he's like tony stark but stronger he's like for tony stark He's just this this Combined. massive merging. I mean, the only thing he can't really do is fly like uh, Captain Marvel can. Yeah. But aside from that, that he could get around that with the Iron Spider suit. Yeah. You add, you're basically taking like this super powerful character, giving him Iron Man's all of Iron Man and Tony Stark's special yeah. abilities. It's like the next Avengers film should just be Captain Marvel and Iron Spider, Spider just dominating the Marvel universe. I know power couple goals. I know Tom Holland is a real person with a real life <laughs> and he probably doesn't want to get like either bogged down in spending five months every year shooting Marvel films <laughs> or typecast or whatever. Yeah. But I think the fact that <laughs> Tom Holland, not just anybody, but Tom Holland yeah. is like, I'm done with Spider-Man. It's really kind of pisses on the parade of what you're saying of, how far could this character go? How, yeah. This character could become the embodiment of the entire MCU yeah. eventually. He that could, could literally be become yeah. the end game. Give it 10 years, he yeah. could have taken Thanos on single handedly. Without you know, left the other Avengers back at the compound chilling, watching Ren and Stimpy, yeah. and he just goes out there and defeats Thanos and brings it brings back the Infinity Gauntlet in a web. Admittedly, it means we're probably going to get Miles Morales, but. But. Oh, I, Tom Holland's my favourite Spider-Man. And yeah. I was, I was genuinely gutted when I heard that he was yeah. like, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, it's like a pirate and a, a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> like some, like, this is what I mean about Drax. Like, he hasn't got the most story-driven dialogue. No. But, like, his scenes... He has no filter. No, he's just brilliant. Like the one where he's like, I've practiced standing still so long, my movements are imperceptible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird right it's such a weird left turn to take but it's the perfect left turn to take because that is a really heavy it's kind a very of emotionally scene. heavy scene and the next one's gonna be yeah but that weird kind of left turn is the perfect bridge it's the between levity the two. you need yeah uh yep. as any regular listeners know neither of, neither of us are fans of star lord <laughs> but I actually think he's okay in this, especially when he, he interacts with four. Really, I love. I just love the bits where he's like, um, <laughs> yeah, like he starts trying, trying to, to imitate him. Yeah. yeah, he's just brilliant. It's the it, 
it's it's Quill the Quill trying to imitate Thor because he feels threatened. Yeah. Is 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 peak toxic masculinity because yeah. it's like oh well, no no I I, I I no this is how I talk this is my voice remember it's like oh fuck off Quill don't stop being a knob I don't know Thor's I, better than you I like it because it as you said it's peak to- toxic masculinity but it comes from a place of insecurity which is where of... all toxic masculinity comes from. <laughs> mm. But, uh, yeah, so you frame me with that. I yeah, I do that. Uh, moment of silence for Xandar, who apparently just got their asses kicked off screen. Which is Rest really unfair, because the Nova Corps were awesome. Absolutely. Uh, as obvious as it is that Thanos doesn't die at Gamora's hand, yeah. the reveal was still very good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, you jumped ahead of me again. Anyway. Uh, I bid you farewell, and good luck, morons. Yeah. Me, leaving any social gathering. <laughs> also, the reason I don't get invited to any social <laughs> gatherings anymore. Uh, Steve Rogers' appearance during that fight in Edinburgh. It's just... When she stops and the train's going past and then you hear the... Da-da-da-da! And then it's just him stood there in the shadow and I'm like, yes! <laughs> I didn't feel the need to write any Captain America notes. No? Because I knew you were. <laughs> it's such an epic appearance. Yeah, it is. And then him and fucking, um, what's it, Falcon comes swooping in, kicks Matey across, and then uh, Natasha just comes in and stabs Matey. And it's like, God damn. When you look Copper at heroes. the top three Avengers, right? You look at Iron Man 4 and Captain America. Yeah. They all have the perfect introductions. Yes. Four is on his knees with Thanos <laughs> grabbing him. Which is the perfect introduction for a, a character that needs to be brought down a peg or two for yeah. this entire Infinity Saga to work. <laughs> because all we've seen up till now is the four that turns up later on, yes. which is God for. Yeah. What we need at the beginning is four to be vulnerable. He needs to be humanized again. Tony Stark comes in talking about having a kid, but it's a very dialogue-driven yeah introduction for a character that is very dialogue driven yeah but captain america just gets the classic <laughs> hero reveal the cinematic hero reveal. no words no nothing the train just goes past and he walks out of the shadows and he gets the music and you're like <laughs> boom uh when we get that joe rogan money we need to make a space station that looks like nowhere oh absolutely because a giant floating skull in outer space yes. is yeah my, my little goth heart bleeds uh, what were the other Guardians doing whilst Gamora was stabbing Thanos in the neck and he was pretending to die? Shitting themselves. Because he's all like, okay, you go left. Yeah. And then she goes, like, round the other side. And then they all just seem to stop while she goes, he goes, stab, stab, stab. And then they all just stand there. It's like... I think... What? I mean, I know it was all bullshit anyway, but that would have been a great time for them to come out and do the double tap to the head to make sure he was dead. I think shock... That she's just decided to take him on yeah. first hand. Terror, because he is so powerful. And it's a family situation. Do you yeah. really want to get involved in a family situation? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Boom. <laughs> We're back in Wakanda. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? That's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, there was That's some, a huge fucking I'll jump. I warned you, there were some periods of this film that I just watched it. Um, actually, you know, to be fair, I only have one note covering the interve- intervening time. Go. Uh I'm not looking for forgiveness, and I'm way past asking for permission. Oh, Steve so Rogers good. got all edgy while he was on the run. Yeah. He's just like, I don't care. We come back to fight, and you get in our way, we'll fight you too. That so was fuck my, off. That, 
that was one of my favourite lines. When, yeah. yeah. When he's like, we came back to fight. And if you get in our way, we'll fight you too. And it's you're just like, like, go cap. We ain't taking no shit. We're here to do a, to, here to do a job. Don't yeah. get in our fucking way. We're here to save the world. You don't need saving. <laughs> we could get rid of you. We can get rid of you world. and do the world a favour. Boom. We're back in Wakanda. Back in Wakanda. Yeah, my note is literally yeah. back to Wakanda. Uh, Tony's protective love of Peter is the perfect character arc for him at this point. Yes. Because he's gone from the guy we saw in Iron Man that was super self-involved, yeah. super selfish, super egocentric. And through the 18 films, <laughs> we've brought him to a point that he's like, got this fatherly love for Peter. Yeah. He's marrying Pepper. He's gone full circle to the complete three-dimensional Tony yeah. that you need only for him to then to make then... a snap decision <laughs> that puts him right back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. The, he, their their relationship is is brilliant. Yeah. Because they've got this this banter. Yeah. But it's it's almost parent child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's also almost teacher older student. to younger sibling yeah, and yeah. and teacher to student and it's the perfect balance for both of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's they both need it. Tony's drawing uh Parker out of his shell and and helping him grow yeah. and and you know, grow as a as a person and as the superhero. And Peter Parker is helping to humanize Tony yeah. and make him less self-involved and helping him grow as a person in a different way. Tony is the father figure Peter never had. Yeah. But Peter is the missing key that brings out that the brings out the, yeah in Tony. And it just, the way they work together is perfect. Um, Peter's old school pop culture references work well <laughs> yeah. for me, especially. I love the fact that Tony Stark, who does nothing yeah. in the previous 18 films, well, every film he's in, but make pop culture references, telling <laughs> Peter Parker not to make any more pop culture references. Brilliant. Uh, Lol, Thanos' little errand boy has super Jedi powers, but is defeated by a hole in the hull of a spaceship yeah. and just literally gets sucked out and frozen to death. Because. His ego is so big and he's so powerful that he just doesn't see He it just comes. doesn't see that as, as a threat. The simplicity yeah. of aliens. Uh, and Peter's I love little... that line where he's like, yeah, you may have more powers, but the kids see more films. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Peter's little face when Stark makes him an Avenger. Oh. He does the whole hand thing. All right, you're yeah. an Avenger now. And he's just like, oh, wait, no serious face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're using our made up names. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Yes, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, using their made-up <laughs> names. Uh, I love how Thanos has this great big ship, uncounted resources and minions at his command, and yet has his seat set in what appears to be a fake rocky wasteland yeah. inside his giant spaceship. Yeah. No Why? Idea. No idea, but aesthetically it works. I also like the fact that his uh, spaceship is basically like a bigger version of the one Ronan uses. Yeah. In the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Do you know film. what? I'm, I'm 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 coming up with this theory on the spot, so bear with me. <laughs> I think if he'd had a big regal palace built inside his yeah. ship, it would really not be his character. It would undermine his character. His character's oh, purely focused on balance. Like he's not yeah. interested in interior design, in luxury, in anything. He's not All interested just... in power for power's sake. No, he, which is a great segue into my next note mm. i think one of the reasons Thanos is a compelling villain is that no matter how monstrous his actions are his motivations make logical sense on some level yeah on paper yeah they do make sense the the the, the means he chooses to carry them out monstrous 
are absolutely horrific. But we are very much living in a world where resources are lacking and there's too many people. And so you can kind of, on some level, you're like, oh, I see where it's coming from. Yeah. I wouldn't kill half the Hence galaxy. the whole Thanos did nothing wrong yeah. thing, which... But bullshit, that's what but makes him a companion. That's, yeah, that's what makes villain. him a companion. Villain. You are getting further and further away from that microphone. Sorry. We're not going to be out here, you. He's not about <laughs> world domination for world domination's sake. He's not about power for power's no, sake. He He's doesn't want the palace. He doesn't want the throne. Getting rich. He's got this very one, very specific thing he wants, which yep. is balance. And it's almost a spiritual thing. Yeah. To a degree. But because of what we actually have to deal with in the real world, <laughs> you can kind of see some logic yeah. in what he says. There's a logic to what he's saying. And that makes him a compelling villain. Yeah. Um, I love that the dwarves are the biggest humanoids we've yet seen in yeah. the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, what's his name? Itri. Dwar- it, dwarves. Yeah. Even Thanos. Yeah. And like some of the fucking other giant humanoids we've seen, he just towers over all of them and yet they're referred to as dwarves and played by someone who is yeah. like waist high on the... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, would, I love the fact that they use Peter Dinklage for that role. Yes, for that role. It's brilliant. It's like, yeah, we've got him playing a dwarf. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's 20 foot tall. <laughs> it's kind of like in, in X-Men where he's Trask. So he's like... I think his name's Trask anyway. But he brings the sen- Sentinels. He's like the biggest, baddest thing to happen to... I haven't seen that, uh, that X-Men, X-Men film. But to the that X-Men. Days of Future Past, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it, like physically, yeah. he's tiny he's compared diminutive. to the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Um, those circular Thanos ships may look cool, but they aren't particularly practical. No. They're basically a hula hoop. Yeah. And it's like, as, as becomes very apparent when they try to land Thank the you. damn thing, it's like most other ships, they, they, they're fairly horizontal, so they land pretty flat. Even TIE fighters yeah. can land like that. These things, you try doing that, you're going to get a whole Prometheus situation and it's going to roll over and crush your, your leading lady. I don't think they were ever designed to land. I think they were designed to they're hover. They designed to dock and with what's his name ship. Yeah. Um, uh, lol, Thor constantly referring to Rocket as a rabbit. <laughs> and it shows growth. And the fact that he actually likes Thor yeah. because he doesn't try to shoot him for doing it. He oh. just puts up with it. Or correct him, no. Yeah. Um, Rocket is a great character. Yeah. But he shines in this, especially once he ditches the rest of the Guardians. Yes. When, he's, when he has that moment with Thor and he's like, oh, time to be, be the captain, captain again. Yeah. And it's like, we get genuine growth yeah. from a CG genetically modified raccoon. <laughs> I like the symbolism of Thor getting a new eye. It's like it gives him hope and access to his full power again. Yeah. Because, like, he has that scene, <coughs> sorry, with Rocket, and he's kind of feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. He's a bit emo about shit. Yeah. And then Rocket gives him the eye, and suddenly it's like he's complete again. Yeah. And from that moment on, we get, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. I don't care about I'm going to come mate. back and start fucking destroying motherfuckers with my, my new weapon. Um, how did Red Skull end up guarding the Soul Stone? I get that the blue one, we get a little bit of exposition there. Yeah. And when he grabs it in the Tesseract, he just gets zapped off to Vormir, apparently, rather than being obliterated. But the Red Skull? He's like literally an evil Nazi scientist. I think it was just a really, really great reveal that no oh, yeah. one saw coming. And, uh, and that what's his name? Is, that's the only reason he's there. Uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Lord of Rivendell. Yeah. Fucking 
it's, it's, it would have been tragic not to use him again because oh, he yeah, is a yeah, brilliant yeah. actor. And I, I think they probably did that. They're like, yeah, we really underused him. Can we bring him back in some way? Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I think that like the writers, um, clearly spent a lot of time watching all of the other Marvel films, yeah. <laughs> and I think they probably looked at each other and were like. Do you know what no one expects? Everyone yeah, expects no one would everyone expect else, but no one would ever expect to see him. And that's why they reveal him the way they do. So yeah. you hear the voice and then he suddenly walks <gasps> into the light. As soon as he starts talking, you're like, I remember yeah. seeing it in the cinema. I'm like, that sounds like, oh my God, it is. I, yeah, I, th- I don't think he's in there for any other reason than, <laughs> oh my God, it would be oh awesome. God, no that would be awesome. That coming. Um, although, if the other Infinity Stones had the same level of protection as the Soul Stone, Thanos would have been screwed. Oh, yeah. So I hope that whoever was in charge of setting up this sort of stuff yeah. uh, got fired from oh, the universe yeah. <laughs> into a black hole or something. Uh, Su- uh, Suri talking down to Banner is priceless. <laughs> God, yeah. Why didn't you get them to it? Because we didn't think of that. <laughs> sure you did your best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you said you wanted to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. And what did you imagine? The Olympics, maybe a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, God, that, was, that was a brilliant little line. I absolutely love that because those two are great anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then seeing them in this, you're like, oh, yes, come on. Straight into my veins. Like that that scene is only second to that one right at the end where Black Panther dies. Like, oh, be- yeah. Between them two, anyway. Yeah. Like you get the funny, quippy thing that you know from Black Panther, anyway. Yeah. But that scene at the end, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, um Oh, and get this man a shield. Yes. And it's just like, ah, oh, and then you get the little light motif again come yeah. up in there. Like, yeah. And then they get him too, and he uses them to, like, literally punch bitches' yeah. faces off. It was a wise choice to make Thanos' army on, Wakon- on Wakanda non-humanoid aliens. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we said with the... With uh, the droids. With, with the droids and the Foot Clan and yeah. all that, yeah. Because you can just merc- you can just have the heroes really going to town, mercilessly gunning them down, and, and nobody they cares. they look heroic. <laughs> uh, hang on a minute. More power, rabbit. That's our minister of faith and fromage talking to a vibrator. (laughs) 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 Um, Talking about the the scene with the aliens, uh, a reference you won't get, but Thanos clearly loves the Zergling Rush. Yeah, there's other people people out there that will get that. Um, It'll kill you. Only if I die. Yes, that's what killing you means. I like the bit where Thor's like, Thanos has never fought me. And he's like, yes, he did. He bet you. He's never fought me he's twice. never fought me twice. <laughs> um, Spider-Man's new suit was 17A. And they opened section 17 of the shield on Wakanda. Oh. Do you think 17 is a lucky number for one of the writers? I wonder if there's, there's got to be some kind of reference buried in there. There's got. It's either that or it's just like... We need this film to be a success. All numbers are going to be All 17. 17. Because they're my lucky numbers. Because that's what I would do. I mean, these guys are Hollywood directors, so maybe that's their preferred age of dates. I don't know. Just throwing that out there, people. <laughs> um, Thor can literally take the blazing force of a star, but got his ass handed to him along with a boatload of other Asgardians. Something's not adding up here. He doesn't have his, he doesn't have any superpowers. He literally has a fake eye at this point. It's the only change. Yeah, but again, we go. I go back to the symbolism. He's not complete <laughs> in that early scene. He's, he's yeah, but he's not, not complete in the later scene because he gets his, he gets his life saved him. by the axe that he gets after being toasted by a star. Yeah, but the eye slash the axe mm. complete for they give him his power back. Um, he did also find time to make a cape. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he did. And polish up his armor and brush his hair and have a wash. Oh. It's like, <laughs> damn, he was busy. Like, got that axe yeah. and then just like had a shave with it, groomed his hair with it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure exactly why Groot supplying the handle for Thor's new axe makes me smile. But it does. It is a very nice. It's a very nice little touch, isn't it? I realised after I wrote it, it's probably because it's the only thing Groot really does. It's in the whole his film. only real contribution in this film. But it does make me smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I love that every time an Avenger makes a triumphant return, we get the the little Avengers light motif. Oh yeah. Even though, as we've already seen this film, we all know they're going to fail. Yeah. It's like they, they they're hyping it up and they're like, oh yeah, Steve Rogers has appeared. Oh, we're back in Wakanda. Oh, Thor has come back, and he's he's like. Second Thor film, Thor. Yeah. He's cool, and he yeah, and he's zapping bitches with lightning all over the place, and it's like yeah, and they're hyping, building the film up as if it's all gonna succeed, yeah, and then obviously ultimately it doesn't, and it's like yeah. whoop, oh what, how did that happen? Um, I can't lie, even I liked the moment when Star Lord threw up his middle finger to Thanos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just is perfect. Uh, it's <laughs> it's perfect for the douchebag character, but it's perfect for that for that, that moment, exact moment as well. Uh, Magic, more magic, magic with a kick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's proper Spider-Man right oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the superheroes using their abilities so perfectly in concert with yeah. one another. It's like that's what we needed right from the start. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Peter Quill, and I say this without a hint of, of of irony. Peter Quill caused the snap. I fucking hate Star Lord because if he hadn't punched Thanos, yeah. they'd have got the gauntlet off. Tony would have been able to, I don't know, they'd have been able to do something with the gauntlet. Tony would have been able to snap fly it Fly away then, with it. Fly away with it, do something. Yeah. And Thanos would have been stopped. But because Star-Lord is a petulant little bitch, he just had to have a little tantrum and punch the Mad Titan in the face repeatedly, which caused him to then punch Mantis. And then he, yeah, and then the snap happens and half of the galaxy dies. So fuck you, Peter Quill. Here, here. My heart <laughs> breaks for Wanda when she is faced with the dilemma of killing the man she loves or dooming half of the galaxy to death. Yeah. And I have never felt anything for the Wanda character. Like, <laughs> I have not, I don't relate to her in any way. I've never really had much love for her. She's just, you are a sociopath. So. Along for the ride. And then suddenly <laughs> there's that moment where she's stuck with that decision. And yeah. I'm, my heart just breaks for her. Um, I love the sequence with Bucky and Rocket spinning oh, around yeah, yeah, on the yeah, battlefield. Yeah. That's a nice... Those two, that, I think they would be BFFs. Oh, they need a series. Like, do you know what I did? Uh, <laughs> Falcon oh, and Winter Soldier. They need the series. Also, I, I love that. Them. Sorry. You say that. I, the spin-off I want to see is Natasha and Okoye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're fighting down in the trench to save what's-his-name. Um, what's, when they're saving Wanda. Yeah. And you've got the two of them. I'm like, I want to see that. That's the spin-off I want to see. That's the Pornhub video I want to see. Yikes. Um, oh, what was I about to say before you cut me off? Uh, the yeah, Falcon this, Winter Soldier thing. Yeah, yeah no, no. One of my, another one of my favourite lines, I didn't write it down, but it's amazing, is when he's like, how, uh, how much for the gun? And he's like, <laughs> it's not for sale. He's like, how much, how for, much the for the arm? Like, gonna get <laughs> I'm going to get the arm. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we just lose? Yes, you self-important wank puffin, because yeah. of you. Seriously. Hashtag fuck Star-Lord. I remember the first time I watched half half of the heroes turn into Ash. Yeah. And it had a way more profound effect on me than 
any Marvel film should. It, yes, right? And it's the perfect cliffhanger to end this on. It's it, it shouldn't have the emotional impact that it does. And I think the fact that you see them, they're not beaten in a fight or anything no. like that. They're literally just going about their business, doing stuff after a big fight, and they just cease to exist. It's like they can't fight against it. They can't save no. themselves or anyone Nothing else. they can do. They just disappear. And it's just like, wow. Like, But the way they do it, like mm. the uh, Black Panther saying to Akoya, like, come on, this is, no, place, this is no place to die. And then boom, he's yeah. gone. Spider-Man being like, I don't feel too good. I don't I don't want this, sir. I don't want this. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, like, it wasn't just killing them for the sake of killing them. No. There was a point to every single yeah. one of them deaths. Like, I mean, they got rid of Drax because they don't need him. They don't need but him for the next bit. A lot of the characters that disappear are the perfect choices. Mm, the emotional choices. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, let say, or uh, had all the Avengers been there on Titan, or had they all been in Wakanda, they would likely have won. Yeah, because if they only needed like one, maybe two more, of the Avengers on Titan. Yeah, and again, they'd have got the gauntlet off. Or on Wakanda, because he wouldn't have had the Time Stone. Yeah, uh, and they'd have been able to use the Time Stone there and Vision. Although Vision has a really bad film, yeah. <laughs> considering how powerful he is. Like they they had to nerf him right at the beginning. Which oh, yeah, I had with the, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the special special spear that stops him phasing like and I doesn't was, heal. It's like I said about like the Banner Hulk thing. And they yeah. had to do something to him to make him less powerful. They so have this to whole film with characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he, oh yeah. Storm right Stormbreaker. Oh well, first of all, hang on. I just got one more. Okay, because I've got a load more. I bet. What, no, I've got two more, but one on this part of the film. Okay. I bet watching Star-Lord turn to Ash made you chubby, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you get fucked. Arrogant piece of shit. Leave your leather jacket behind because it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he's he's just the, Mar- the Marvel Han Solo. Yeah. And it's more and more obvious every time you see yeah, him the, on screen. The, the, the yeah. more, he, more screen time he gets, the more obvious it is that he clearly wants to be this yeah. generation's Han Solo. And it's, no, it's not working, buddy. Um, oddly, once he has the time stone, Thanos doesn't actually try to kill anyone. No. Because he takes the time stone. He doesn't kill Stark. He doesn't it doesn't well, he doesn't kill any of them. No. Like actively murder them himself. He goes back to Wakanda. He then just stops them getting in his way, stops them from preventing him from getting to vision. Who he obviously does kill, but only as a side effect of taking the soul stone. Yeah. I just thought that was really I didn't realise it until last night. And it's like he has plenty of opportunities. He could have killed Natasha, for instance. But that's not that's not his mission. But that's not what he's there to do. No, no, he's and it's just solely like... focused on bringing balance to the galaxy. Yeah, taking out individual Avengers, no matter how tactically, yeah, like smart that would have been. It doesn't even occur to him because it's not that's part not of the plan. What he's, no, that's not he's, what he's there to do. He's almost autistic in his <laughs> hyper focus. Oh, he on, is absolutely on the spectrum. On we've got to just bring balance. I'm not going to waste time doing anything else. <laughs> Even if it would benefit me, I'm just going to focus all my energy on bringing balance. Yeah. Uh, that is some cheating time stone bullshit. Oh, yeah, of course. And I really wish uh, Doctor Strange had used some of that because then they wouldn't be in the situation yeah. in the first place. Stormbreaker really is something special. Oh, yeah. I mean, I prefer Mjolnir, but the fact that Thanos fires a blast at it, like a beam, using all six of the, the yeah. Infinity Stones that literally make up the fabric of the universe and it just cuts through them yeah. like it's going through a gentle breeze. I, um, prefer, I prefer Stormbreaker because it's far more pr- pronounceable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heroes and their witty one-liners. 
if Thor had literally just thrown the axe into his head, yeah. they could have stopped him. But no, he had to have his little quip and his revenge for the... I love the fact that he's like, even though he w- he watched um, Thanos kill a whole bunch of other people on his ship, he watched him stab... Loki. Uh, well, he oh, watched Heimdall. him stab Heimdall and then watches him choke out Loki. It's the, the threat that he made for killing Heimdall yeah. that he makes good on. Of course, and it's yeah. like, wow, clearly out of favourite. It's no wonder oh. Loki didn't like you. Um, the lack of any music. I think. I think is. I think even in the back of his head, even Thor knows because he does say earlier. Yeah, I've seen him die before. This one might be. This one good. might be. Yeah. But so, but I think he he knows. Like <laughs> the rest of us, unsure, but he knows Heimdall's gone for good. Yeah. But there's every chance. Yeah, Loki, Loki the god of mischief, again. has has repeatedly yeah. survived apparent death. Yeah. So he's kind of like he could be, he could still be alive. Yeah. Uh, the lack of any music or anything as everyone's getting snapped and oh, turning to ash. Yeah. That's it's amazing. Some of the music in this film is so underrated. Yeah. Like there are some moments where they have not just classical music, but a, I don't even know what you would call it, but <laughs> a. The kind of the perfect style of classical music yeah. for the Thanos character. Yes, it's just like it, there's a certain bit of sweetness to it. There's a certain kind of malevolence bubbling yeah. under the surface. But it lacks the bombastic sort of like the big pomp that you would normally get with a big villain like this. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's, there's far kind of sadder and almost yeah. like almost like melancholy in the fact of like I really want to kill after galaxy, but I got to kill well, after I galaxy. I kind of got to, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even religious, and Steve's, oh God, as the horror of what's just happened dawns yeah. on him, gives me chills every oh, yeah. time. Because you can cut, you see the realization, he sat there and he just suddenly realizes, oh God, and it's just like, it finally settles into his head how many people have just ceased to exist. Yeah. It's probably the first time in his entire existence as Captain America, he's lost as well. Yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of the heroes. Like truly lost. Yeah. And although they've, they've had defeats before, yeah. they're, you know, in the big fights, they've always because they suffer defeats against yeah. like um, Ultron and, and things like that. But in the big fights, they've lost battles. But they've never they lost always a win war. the war. Yeah. And in this instance, the, the Infinity War, they lose. Yeah, and they lose, and the consequences are huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that last scene of Thanos smiling out at the sunset. Oh, it's just perfect. as he said. That's levels of sociopathy even you can only aspire to. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still trying to catch up with you, let alone Thanos. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop projecting. Uh, and the end credit scene. I love the little end credit scene. Did you actually see it this time? No. Oh, you are the worst. I've seen it. I saw it at the cinema. I don't know it now. Well, it gives an idea. I mean, first of all, it's, it's Agent Hill and oh, Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just driving. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's bogeys they, over Wakanda. They pass over the little thing to get in touch with Captain yes. Marvel. Right, because yeah, they, they, and they, they have that little scene and then they both get yeah. like snapped. Um, but it gives you an idea of the carnage that would ensue if half the world's population just suddenly vanished oh, yeah. because there's a helicopter that crashes, there's yeah. cars crashing and all sorts going on. The, the actual death toll would be much higher across the universe. Oh, yeah. It would be much higher than half. What did they say? There's like 7 billion people on Earth. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be three and a half. It would probably be more five. Yeah. Five you'd and be, half. You'd probably be looking at like, yeah. From the consequences of people Four to five billion. The, yeah, the fallout of it. The, you know, people, Pilots. The, yeah, just like the, imme- in the immediate yeah. aftermath 
of you know ships and cars and, yeah. and various other things where people where you have a person who is responsible for keeping all these other people or even just one other person alive they disappear that i mean how many people were disabled people left at home yeah. because their carer got snapped and turned into ash and they just died in an armchair yeah. it's like the more you think about it the worse it gets um but we do get to see obviously uh Samuel Jackson or Nick Fury yeah. sends his message to the one Avenger who could theoretically at least have stopped Thanos single-handedly. Yeah. Who they had to find a reason to get out of the universe. <laughs> yeah. um, finally, this film could easily have been butchered. Oh, yeah. But I think they did a magnificent job of using so many established characters, creating real stakes and pulling at the heartstrings. I think if you consider every film before this, being act one this is a perfect act two and for that i'm giving it a nine uh yeah i, I don't think you can give it less than that really unless you're some kind of fucking sociopath you've um, said sociopath 87 times today it's my word of the yeah. hour um <laughs> it yeah like it, it uses it takes the the, the established previous 18 years yeah. of films and it uses basically every feather in its in it, in it, arrow in its quiver yeah. to make the film what it is it doesn't miss any beats like we said it's just over two and a half hours long yeah, and it's relentless it makes oh, full yeah. use of every minute of those two hours and 34 there's not a second of dead space no in there's no wasted time there's no, no filler scenes there's, there's not even any wasted dialogue no everything is, is it's, it's almost perfect it's been refined down to the yes. point that it is like you said almost perfect it is the it is the mcu refined to being almost perfect and yeah. yeah i mean it and has to be a nine if we weren't gonna cover Endgame in a few months it, this would probably get a 9.5 but i need some scope yeah i need yeah. scope for Endgame <laughs> yeah. because i i have problems i have some issues with Endgame. okay um but we'll get into that yeah. when we get to Endgame. what's the next mcu one uh a man and the wasp which i've never seen before Actually, I don't think I have. Thinking right, about it, it'll, it'll be a first for both of us. Yeah, at some point we're going to have to cover Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, that's after. I thought we were stopping after Endgame. No, Ant Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel. Because if, if you think about it, Captain Marvel's not even in the MCU yet. No, they have to bring her in there so she can be in Endgame. So she can be. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And then Endgame is the last one we're doing. Yeah, unless we decide we want to do more Spider Man in the future, which I can see. A As standalone, a, I can manage standalone that. Standalone one off. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. That gives it uh, 18. 18. That's, it's got to be up there in the top five. Absolutely. I mean, we say this. We give quite a few films big scores. <laughs> yeah, but... I was thinking about this the other the other night. 18 is about the maximum. Yeah, we haven't... I don't think we've given anything higher than 18. We may possibly. I know there's a couple of films I've given 10s. It all depends what you gave them. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's not many. Where, what was this one? Nine? Both gave that one a nine. Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we Marvel? Fa when did we become Marvel fanboys? About fifteen months ago. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, we're not total Marvel fanboys because yeah. we don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And you're not a massive fan fan of of the Thor films. Oh, I no, I am a massive fan of the Thor films. Really? Just oh, not actually, Ragnarok. yeah, no, the yeah. first two, yeah, not Ragnarok. Well, I mean, well that's no, only I've one out of three. <laughs> I've come round on Ragnarok a little bit <laughs> since we covered it as well. Find what you love, believe in it. Positive things will happen. And remember, go check out Puggleborn on Instagram for all of her semi-naked gothic 
gloriousness. 